everyone! Welcome to Nature Check's Arta Campaign, the show where you come for the game and stay for the science! Hi, I'm Cheryl, my pronouns are she, her, and I'm the Dungeon Master for the Arta Campaign. I'm also a PhD candidate studying ecology at the University of Illinois at Chicago, and when I'm not doing research, I'm a science communicator and the host of The Roving Naturalist on YouTube. And then we've got Ryan. Hello, I'm Ryan. I'm an entomologist in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I do entomology and plant health care in medical marijuana uh, at a grow facility. And in our campaign, I play Fletcher the Human Wizard, uh, and we both use he, him, his pronouns. Then there's Nancy. Hi, everyone. My name is Nancy. I'm an entomologist, which means that I study bugs, and I live in Ecuador, where normally I'm doing bug tours, but obviously that isn't happening in the pandemic. So I'm working on my YouTube channel. I'm giving an actually a workshop in Spanish next week for five days in the Amazon. So, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I play a roguish young woman. Her name is Kay, and we use she, her pronouns. <laughs> Still going with that, huh? All right, and then we've got Peter. <laughs> Sorry. Right, right as I decided. Mm, I'm taste this tea. How's your meal My this name's... evening, sir? <laughs> mm, mm, mm. <laughs> My name's Peter. I am an agriculture scientist at uh, North Carolina A&T University. My background is in entomology, and I take pictures of tiny things, mostly bugs. <laughs> All right. And then there's Cindy. Hey, I'm Cindy. She, her. I'm a science enthusiast. I play an Endoran engineer over on Heroes of Awesome Constellation on the Weirdlings Twitch and YouTube channels. Here, I am playing <laughs> Nadia, the water method druid, and Cheryl is dancing and making me laugh more. <laughs> you were saying it in such a rhythmic way. I was like, ooh. <laughs> we are in a mood tonight. <laughs> We are. It's going to be great. Oh, man. It's been a while. Hi, everybody. We're back. <laughs> um, if you're watching us live right now, it's nice to see you all. We missed you. We're glad you're here. Thank you for being here. As always, if you have questions for the cast, you know what to do. Stick them in the chat and we'll respond either via text or bring it up in the game if it's a good science question. And of course, be sure to check the reference section down below for the social media handles for the entire Nature Check cast. And you can also come hang out with us on our Discord. There's a link to that down there as well. Don't forget, if you're not able to watch us live or you want to share us with your friends, you can, as always, find the sessions for our TTRPG games in video form on our YouTube channel and in podcast form everywhere. Sorry, I was getting a little froggy there. All right, <laughs> let us get into the game. The few hours you've spent in the desert temple have felt like days. You entered, only to discover a living temple guardian, a scorpion folk named Rashadon. He took an immediate interest in Kay and urged your group to go through a series of trials in order for her to learn something about herself. Through the western door, you encountered four rooms of pressurized water puzzles, through which you had to carry a giant hourglass filled with magical sand. Through the eastern door, you traversed five wind puzzle rooms with some creative movement of the magic sand. Once both sides of the temple puzzles were 
completed, the strange blue force field was deactivated, and you were able to enter the ritual chamber. You filled the offering troughs with sand and performed the ritual for a third time, but were frustrated to not immediately receive any sort of answer. However, after some very careful searching, Kay was finally able to spot celestial writing carefully hidden in the carvings of the chamber ceiling. The writing confirmed Rashidon's identification of Kay's heritage and gave you all some more clues to the larger puzzle of the temples you've been finding. It is now early evening on Kordum, the sixth day of Brightrun. You have just exited the desert temple and are standing on the stone steps, face to face with a trio of young scorpion folk. Well, hello. <laughs> So you see a very young female uh, scorpion folk, and then also, yeah, and then also two young men, but they look like like adults. the The young woman looks very young, like still maybe a child. And I think I described last time she has a basket over her one of her human arms, <laughs> um, and it looks like she was uh, bringing some sort of provisions or something to the temple. So that is what you see. What you got there? Oh, hello. Um, I'm bringing some food to my father because it's evening. I haven't seen people here before. And she sort of like was really friendly and excited and then is like realizing just how strange all of you are to her. <laughs> and like, <laughs> Yeah, your dad is awesome, by the way. We just, we just had some, uh, some good times with him. Oh, I'm glad you like him. He is wonderful. He's, this is his job, and so, yeah, I had to bring him food because he has to stay here and protect the temple. But I'm glad, he, I'm glad you like him. Does he always stay here? No. Like, 24-7? No. He said he goes back to the house sometimes. I mean, yeah, yeah, he comes back to the village sometimes, but, you know, I figured he could use a snack. Definitely. Cedric here already fed him a little bit, but she, like, gestures to Cedric. <laughs> Yep, I've got, I make jerky. Uh, I've got more if you want some. Oh, that sounds interesting. Um, But I'm going to go in and talk to him. But I mean, the you guys don't want to come in, do you? And the, the two young men are kind of like, Nyeh. so they're going to stay out here on the steps, but she is going to go in to hang out with Rashidon. But yeah, so you're left with these two sort of young men, scorpion folk. They've got weapons on them, but they appear like as you look at them more like weapons that would be used for hunting than weapons that are for like combat, if that makes sense. As she goes into the temple, Cedric calls out like, nice to meet you. <laughs> you too. Are the scorpion folk carrying atlatls? No. <laughs> That's a, a Thrycreen specialty. Mm. Well, we've got cooler weapons than them then. <laughs> Hi, I'm Cedric. Hi. And one of them sort of waves a hand. Um, I'm Halimadan. This is Afzaladan. You're... That's spelling. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you've picked up on all of the names yet, but they have a commonality on their endings. That is... I just noticed. <laughs> it's an indication of the clan. Oh, okay. In um, my very bad... Yeah. My bad handwriting, but the Don looks like a C and an L together because I don't connect my D's. So it looks like clan in my handwriting. So. Amazing. <laughs> Going back through my notes from the last time, like, oh, I spelled that four different ways. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, so Halimidan and Afsaladan, and he says, um, and your Cedric is your name, right? Yes, yes, Cedric. Yes, that is my name. You can call me Cedric. Okay, so you all were in the temple? Yes. Yes. We have conquered the temple. Oh, interesting. We didn't think people had business there very often. We are very special people. In fact, actually, this lady right here, she's very special. Uh, I, thanks, I think. (laughs) Well, it's it's very nice to meet you. We haven't, I I don't mean to be rude, but you're very different looking than the desert peoples. So you must have come a long way to get to this temple, yes? Yeah. It's been like two years. We are not from around here. No, yeah, I gathered that. My my forehead isn't normally quite this red <laughs> and peely. <laughs> peely. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess the sun would do that if you weren't used to it. Do you yeah. do you do you need any help? The desert isn't exactly a super welcoming place for those who aren't from here or used to it. Yeah, we could probably use all the help we can get. So far, uh, the Thrykreen are really the only reason we're not dead. Does that it, seem like that, a fair assessment? Yeah, that is a fair assessment. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that makes Do sense. We... The Thrykreen are very capable desert peoples, so sorry. Do we know where we're going next? Pollution! <laughs> we did not get any answers to that question, which is, now that I think about it, why we came to the temple in the first place. Well, also for Kay's thing, because Kay's sort of collecting temples now, I yeah, guess. But I th- did we like know that this was a Kay temple before we came here? We, I guess we kind of assumed. Kay, you didn't tell us about your dream until we were already here. No, I, I told you about the dream when the old lady talked about the temple, and I was like, oh, yeah, I had I had a dream about that. That's that's when I told everyone. Oh, okay. That makes yeah. sense. It's slightly different, because it happened slightly before. That makes sense. That tracks. We just, we just thought we would accomplish two things at the temple, maybe, and then Rashadon didn't know anything. But, hey, we accomplished one for. thing, which is more than normal. <laughs> Ruth. Right? So, bring in our average up to 0.3 or something. Things per day. Things per day. Yeah. The the two young men are sort of looking back and forth at all of you during this conversation. So... Do you guys want some jerky? Sure. Uh, I made it myself. Oh, uh, of course. We'd be very pleased. Thank you. I, I give them some of my antelope jerky. They each take some. This is not a desert animal, is it? Nope, it comes from far away in the grasslands. Oh! Which, the, which we have just been calling the grasslands. I, we didn't ask not anybody that lives that there if they have like a far. name, right? Uh, I think you did ask and they didn't have one. I think you asked the Murium and they didn't have one. It's just where they mm-hmm. live, yeah. Yeah, like a couple of days travel that way. We're familiar with the grasslands. We haven't been there before, but we've heard stories about them from others who have or have met some of the peoples that live there. Yeah, they're great, except when they're on fire, which is a little bit, not gonna lie, a little bit terrifying. 
on fire. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Does the desert ever catch on fire? They're... It's already kind of fiery, don't you think? Uh, it is very hot. You're right. But there aren't, and he sort of gestures behind him to like mostly bare sand, and he's like. There aren't a lot of things out here to burn because the sand and the rock don't burn. I guess when plants are dead, they're burnable. I mean, that's what we make our fires out of. But the the cacti, when they're still alive, they are very wet and they do not burn. That's one point for the desert in my book. <laughs> so you guys um, come out to the temple often? Uh, well, we're hunters and scouts, I guess you could say. So we come here as we're sort of doing our rounds of our territory. Yeah, and I mean, today specifically, we were escorting Fatima Don so that she could come visit her father and bring him food without, you know, any danger to herself. She's still very young, so it we didn't think it would be safe for her to come out here alone. Yeah, there's like flying snakes out here? Oh, yeah, sail snakes. Yeah. Woof. Did you meet one? Yeah. Yeah. And some it really horrible nice. little lizards. <laughs> oh. And <laughs> they sort of, like, take a better look at you all and, like, oh, hmm. So even though you're not from here, you've seemed to handle yourselves well against some of the challenges the desert holds. You must be very capable people. Everything but the heat. Yeah. Sure. It, it doesn't feel like we're very capable a lot of times, but I mean, I guess we do. Okay. We're not dead. Yeah. Yes, you are alive, which mm -hmm. is the, the four of us, at least. He sort of like squints at you a little. Too soon, Cedric. <laughs> I'm just. I mean, <laughs> it's true. There's kind of a survivorship bias among the party. There's a lot of raw edges in this group. <laughs> well, uh. Yes, so if, if you did require help of any kind, we'd be happy to assist you, uh, especially if Rashadon trusted you and, you know, thought you were good people. He thought my jersey well, was really good. It is. We did have we did have one question that Rashadon wasn't able to help us with, but you mentioned you scout a large area as you yes. hunt uh, for your clan, and we're... We came up this way through along the river and through the grasslands and into the desert, trying to track down, <laughs> trying to track down a some something that is putting out a, a poison into the earth that's traveling down into the river that is very far away and killing plants and killing fish and we found it in the water of the river and then. We found it in the ground, flowing from this direction, uh, flowing underground into the river. And we've been trying to track down any sort of strange activities or something anomalous in the environment that could be putting out this poison. And we it, it's led us this far, and we're trying to see if anyone has, has knows of anything strange in this region that might be the source of this. So they both listen to you very, you know, with serious faces and sort of each think for a moment. And they have a bit of a conversation in a language you don't understand, which you might assume is the Scorpion folk language. And after a moment, Halimadon turns back to you. It seems that he's the more outspoken of the two. And he says, ah, well, 
if you're asking about strange things, this was a while ago. I don't know how recently you think the strange thing might have happened, but we did... Oh, yeah, a while ago when we were patrolling near the Stone Teeth, we thought we saw a figure, maybe two, it was hard to tell, they were very far away, but it looked like they were going into the Stone Teeth, which is odd because people don't normally go there. It's a very dangerous place, but, I mean, that's the only odd thing either of us can think of, but, again, it happened... Mm, two, three months ago, at least. That would that sort that would match up with uh, the issues that have been happening in the river. And and what a in what direction are these stone teeth? They're to the sorry. I had to look at my notes. Uh, they're west of here by quite a bit. You don't mean to go there, do you? Let's go. We got this. It's very dangerous. We. We need to find whatever's making the poison and stop it. It's hurting a lot of people. Well, and this is the best lead we've had in a ever. very long time. And so if if you have any information about how we can better prepare to head out there, that would be very appreciated. Well, the Stone Teeth is an area of high winds and... I mean, it's still part of the desert, so also high heat. And it's a maze, which is part of what makes it dangerous. It is very difficult to navigate through. We've never gone in there, but these are the things that people say. So because it's difficult to navigate, who knows what other sorts of dangers might be in there that one could encounter while trying to navigate through it. Which, again, is why we thought it was strange that we thought we saw someone going in there. Does anyone of your clan have any knowledge of the stone teeth? Has has anyone been in there before? I don't I don't think so. At least not anyone living. I I don't think so. These are stories that people tell but not firsthand. Whatever, what's one more obstacle that might kill us on our journey to make the river better? Yeah, I guess I, my question is, on a scale from one to sail snakes, how dangerous is the sto are the stone teeth? I mean, to be honest, you're the one, like, the lizard did more damage to you because you touched the sparking lizard in your metal armor. You... Yeah, but well, now we know. the sparking lizard. But now we know that's a bad thing to do. So. Mm-hmm. You touched a shocker lizard? He hit it oh. with his axe hammer thing, whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the axe is sharp on this bit right here. Ah, oh, thank the, you. That's there. how you can tell the hammer from mm. the axe. Well, A hammer is a tool for making things. An axe is a tool for destroying things. Moradin's chosen carry hammers you pick a weapon that's as blunt as you are sure i don't beat around the bush <laughs> nice yeah I, I was pretty proud of it <laughs> puns in common is hard it's, it sounds even funnier in dwarfish 
keep that in mind. Yeah, Wait, sometimes, no. sometimes jokes just don't translate. In, no, in Dwarvish, because... it, there are no bushes. In, I was no just going to say, no, there's no bushes right. underground. Those yeah. famous underground bushes. Yeah. <laughs> so it's beat around the forge in Dwarvish, but I figured I would... I I said that on the ship when I was coming into New Seychester and no one understood what I was talking about. So then they told me about bushes. Beat around the rat farm. Yeah, <laughs> that works too. Well, like it's normal to hit things around a forge though. Yeah, yeah, but you want to beat, no, you want to beat on the anvil. Beating around the forge is like, it's like, it's like you're hitting in the wrong spot. You know what I'm saying? Like you want to hit on the anvil. You want to strike the iron. You don't want to just beat around anywhere in the blacksmith shop. That's what, how you, you know, smash a finger or something like that. Actually, my, one of my, I think my third cousin lost a thumb that way. And what was his name? <laughs> uh, uh, that was uh, Clevin the Large. Yeah, yeah. His You're father. Have to draw us a family tree, Cedric, because your family sure. tree is a freaking can forest. You, at this yeah, can point. you can you draw it in the sand right now while we're all standing here? I think we'd all like to see it. I don't think there's enough sand. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I would definitely well, take some heat exhaustion before you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, we have a, a lot of a lot of people in the family, but. I could do it. I mean, we'll save it for another time. Sure. I mean, I could just list them off. That's okay. I could. I can do it alphabetically if you want. I would almost prefer you to talk about Morden. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> almost. <laughs> All right. Well, there's a lot of important symbolism that goes into the hammer. We can talk more about that later if you want. I have no doubt you will talk at us about it on our long journey. To to the place of doom. To the to the stone teeth, maybe. Yeah. Hmm. Why is it called that? D- d- Why is it? I'm so sorry that? about them. It's it's okay. Mm. Uh, why is it called the stone teeth? Yeah, because they look like teeth. That's it. Uh, yeah. Okay. We didn't. Maybe name that it. seems fair. Understandable. I didn't name New Seychester either, and I don't know why it has that name. That is a strange name. It is a strange name. I can barely even pronounce it. I've lived there my whole, almost my whole life. Isn't there a Seychester in what's it called? <laughs> that Europe? Tenebria. Tenebria. <laughs> yes. Thank you. <laughs> don't break the analogy. Not yeah, Europe. I, I, I was like, I was like, yeah, Sorry. Cuban people. The not Europe. <laughs> yeah. Tenebria. There's a Seychester in Tenebria, isn't there? Old Seychester? Is there an old Seychester? <laughs> Seychester the first. She's never been to Tenebria. The only yeah, one who has is know. Fletcher. Why would I know? I've never been there. Fletcher, you've been there, right? You're you're from Tenebria, right? All aren't all humans from Tenebria? I mean, I guess now we've established Kay's not really a human, but like and there's, also not from Tenebria. There are several. We're not all from Tenebria, Cedric. We also don't all know each other. <laughs> And we all don't look the same either. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you've got the blue sparkles, but see, well, I don't know. None of the other humans have that. It is true. 
All humans are from the continent of Perim, or, well, I mean, that's, like, the home continent of humans, although they can live wherever they want, just like anybody else. Um, but there are multiple human countries, so you've met, like, Fletcher is from Tenibria, but Leon is from a different country on Perim, and the gentleman who catered the event at the the adventurers, or, well, the, yeah, the, the Society of Explorers, he was from yet a different country on Perim. But Tenibria is the largest and most powerful and yada, yada, yada. Gotcha. And the sun doesn't set on their empire. What? What? <laughs> Do we, did we get a map at this point? Do we, like, have a physical map? I know, like we as players have one but do we have like a us no like a world map or like a a, a, a map of arda like where map. we've come from so far oh of arda i mean fletcher i think was drawing one as you go but like no one has cartographed the continent yet they, at least not the interior on that thing that you're drawing like which direction we should go well they they said go west yeah but like how far west all right, fine. We'll just go west until we hit the giant stone teeth, apparently. Well, the mountains are to the west, right? Correct. So, yeah. Before the mountains. Mm, they're like little mountains, like stone teeth. teeth. They're like little mountains. Uh, Almost like they're stone teeth. <laughs> they're not They're not mountains because a mountain has, and he sort of makes like the triangle shape with his hands, right? Mountains have sort of sloping sides. These are... And he sort of puts his fingers up, more thin and, and straight-sided. And mm. they are very, very close together. Well, so, I'm all for walking into the jaws of death. Let's do it, team. Ooh, jaws of death. Good one. Good one, Kay. Maybe we should You should have called it that. So <laughs> yeah. teeth. You should have called them jaws of death. Yeah, I wouldn't go into some place called jaws of death. I mean, we didn't name them, but I thought you yeah, said Yeah, but you, you could start it did want to go in there. I'm very Yeah, confused. but we want to go because it's called the Stone Teeth. But if you'd been like, no, it's called the Jaws of Death, we would have been like, not worth it. I mean, I did so... say it's very dangerous. Yeah, but that's just... That's opinion. Yeah, oh. sure. Danger, oh, okay. you know, danger is one of those. It could mean a lot of different things. Death is very... I know what death is. Okay, like starts walking down the stairs. Bye, everybody! Wait, we're we just going to go? What time is it? Uh, yeah, wait. <laughs> it's early evening. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys have like a tent we can borrow in your town? Or like, is there a, an inn or something like that? An we have, inn? We have like tents. somewhere to sleep. We yeah, have so food. many tents. Can we eat something yeah, we other do. than his we turkey? Have... It's good, but there's just a lot of it. So. Yeah, and you got to drink a lot of Nadia's water to make up for the fact that my jerky is so dry. Salty. It's not actually I that I salty. Have... I don't have any salt, so it's just dry. Because <laughs> salt was not a thing that I thought about bringing. You just got salt from yeah. the, you bought it in the Thrycreen camp when you got all your spices. Right, but I made you the jerky. You just smoked before. your jerky. Yeah, you yeah, smoked I made the jerky. jerky. Pre yeah. Uh. <laughs> also, you don't have enough salt to like jerky a whole antelope. Let's be real. Yeah, like, that's yeah. a yeah. lot of salt. We'd have, have a fifty-pound bag of salt. Yeah. <laughs> I'm carrying these two tents. I bet if somebody else carried one of these tents, then I could carry more salt. I'm not strong. Don't look at me. Okay. <laughs> I, I could just, carry one. I just couldn't fly with it. I mean, I can keep carrying it. That's all right. Just 
Just mentioning it. <laughs> Gordon is trying to harden you into symbolism and stuff by carrying two tents. <laughs> you gave up so quickly on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Cedric kind of gives you a like, mm hmm. <laughs> Even he sees through your bullshit. <laughs> This is your Morden level 10 intense training. Yeah. It's intense. I, I had to go through the level 10 training when I was like seven, you guys. Come on. This is like level 43 or something. <laughs> so yeah, do y'all like live in a town with like a place that we could sleep and eat some food that isn't Cedric smoked jerky? Oh, uh... Yes, our clan is camped not too awfully far from here. Uh, if you wanted to stay the night, trade, whatever, I'm sure they'd be happy to have you. You seem like interesting people, at the very least, if a bit reckless, but... Not Nadia can make water. Harmful. Oh. So can trade water in the morning. And she can trade you water for stuff. Does that help our case? That is definitely a useful skill. Indeed. She's Nadia's very best. useful. <laughs> pulls out spell card. <laughs> yeah. I remember how much it makes. I think you made two gallons. No, two gallons. It's two meters? gallons per level. Yeah, I thought you made oh. four gallons because you traded so two mm -hmm. to yeah. the Tricreen. Yeah. I was trying to remember what what we what we traded and what we needed. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. So I can I can make four gallons before the end of the day today, and then more in the morning. Oh, that is a lot of water. That's a lot. Uh, yeah. I'm sure in that case, our people would be very happy to have you visit us. So is that is that what we want to do? Go Like, go back with them, figure out more supplies, and then head out, like, early, early morning? Because we can only, like, travel and then, like, get inside tents and escape the midday sun and then travel again? Is that, like, is that our plan? That sounds very nice to me. Because I don't know about you guys, but I'm pretty worn out after all the acrobatics and climbing and Puzzle jumping solving. through the air in wind gusts that we just did. Like, that was a lot. You did have a very trying day, it's true. <laughs> the, the trials were very trying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, well, if if you all don't have anything else you need to do, we can certainly take you back to the camp. I think Fatima Don will probably escort her father home when it's time, but... Oh, okay, yeah, I didn't know if you guys were waiting for her or... No, I don't, I don't think so. I think she'll be all right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so you follow them back to their camp. It's only maybe like... A 20-ish, 30-ish minute walk, so it's not awful. And again, it's like early evening, so it's also not too terribly hot out here anymore. So you're able to make it there without a problem. And yeah, the Scorpion Folk camp looks a little reminiscent to the Abixian camps that you visited. So again, these are not not permanent structures mostly, right? Or the the ones that are sturdier still look like they could be dismantled and packed up and carried somewhere else, right? So you get the impression that a lot of the peoples in Arda at least give themselves the option of moving around to sort of 
you know, conveniently pursue resources and things like that. So not a lot of them sort of stay in one spot the whole time. But these two young hunters sort of led you to believe that, like, this clan has still, like, a territory within the desert that they circulate in. Um, Yeah, so you see, and there are a whole bunch more scorpion folk in the camp, of course, young and old, male and female, whatever, kids playing outside of tents and stuff like that. And there's actually quite a bit of activity. And the the young men who are escorting you sort of explain as you're coming into the camp, our people sort of run our society on the cycles of the sun and the moon because the desert sun can be so harsh. So this is actually a time when a lot of our community is out and about because it is a more pleasant time to be out. That is very true. It is much better to be out now than in the middle of the day. We figured that out the hard way. Oh. Yeah, Yeah, I'm not really used to this kind of whole sometimes it's really hot, sometimes it's really cold. Like, it's always a nice temperature underground, so. Mm. I Yeah, I didn't really think about that. It's rough living on the surface. A constant temperature underground, that does sound nice. Yeah, it's great. Hmm. Underground is the best. Yeah, well, it would be hard to be underground here because so much of the ground is sand. Yeah, bad, bad tunneling on sand. Is the temperature there, uh... stays pretty similar and then have boobs move too. Mm, that's true. It does. Yeah? Is it all water there? She was talking about the rainforest. Oh, the forest. rainforest. The forest. <laughs> oh, the forest. Oh. Sorry. No, like, <laughs> home, home is all water. Like, no, no. It's a different plane. Like, so is it, it's like an ocean, right? Yeah, but just ocean. It's just water. The two like, scorpion there... folk escorting you are staring. <laughs> is there a top to the water? There's there's up and down, but there's not a Is there a top to the sky? It's 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 just water. I never really thought about a top to the sky before. I mean, this it's is the first time just... that you're seeing the sky, to be fair. Well, no, I saw the sky for the first time like two months ago. I've seen it a lot <laughs> by now. Just saying. Like that... three months ago. It was a while. That sounds wonderful. A place with lots of water? Well, it's a different plane. It's a it's a it's a place we can't get to now, but it's it's all water. There's no there's no sand, there's there's no sky it's just water that sounds like a very odd place it's very different Mm. if it's all water why can you fly (laughs) a very good question (laughs) (laughs) because all all methods have wings (laughs) all methods have wings let's be real let's be real actually uh they could be they could they could help propel in water because mm-hmm. if you look at them they look very they're fin like they look like fins so yeah, yeah so like penguins have wings but they can't fly with them. Also, I just appreciate that like probably Nadia wouldn't know, right? It's like asking a human like why do you have thumbs? Like, right. Yeah. You know, if you're not an evolutionary biologist, you're probably like oh, I don't know, I just do, right? Like <laughs> it make me move faster, just like here. Maybe she's like a flying fish. 
She's just a yeah. creature that lives in three dimensions. You know? Yeah. Like, Aren't we all creatures that live in three dimensions? You know what I mean. Like, can move and... Mm-hmm. My creature that was written to just show up and cause mischief and then go away again. <laughs> <laughs> That's what methods are for, y'all. Yeah. Now she's our integral strategy to Mechanically stay in places. Speaking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I can't, can't believe the character or the monster stat block didn't have a taxonomy and, you know. <laughs> the monster stat block can't even agree with itself. That's... There is some contradiction just within the description. Like, there's the method overall description and then the individual methods. And it's like, oh, y'all need to make up your mind. Mm-hmm. Yep. Do, do, so, okay, I don't know how much we've been kind of waffling between character and not in character. Has Nadia met uh, methods from other planes? Like, do you know Earth methods and fire methods? Yeah, I feel like the, the the same reason she was there, other other ones might have been in and up too. Makes sense. Yeah, there are a lot of creatures that just well, when they could, made a habit of just sort of like touring the planes for funsies. Yeah. Then the pandemic hit. I mean, the loss. <laughs> oh, <laughs> why you gotta be like that? Oh, no. <laughs> Our whole plane is in lockdown. <laughs> The whole plane is in lockdown. <laughs> no. Plane demic. <laughs> that's good. Oh, that's I'm really injured. good. Yeah, that's the most I've enjoyed a pun in a long time. That's very good. Oh. Ouch. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. So anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, is there a, a a market or somewhere that we we could uh, where we would trade water or or is it do you have something like that set up or is it just individuals in their homes have have certain things? There isn't a market so much right now. That's more a thing like when we meet up with other clans, I guess. But I mean, there are craftspeople and and there's a healer and I mean, what are you looking for? We can help you find something. Probably food that will let that can uh, be traveled with through the desert is probably our most important resource we're we're looking for. And and maybe some health potions if we fall off some more cliffs. Didn't we just with the Thrycreen like buy like two yeah, uh like food. Yeah, you definitely bought food from we did. them. Because I think yeah, you bought like cactus fruits and, and leaves and you bought bread and yeah. You definitely bought food from them. Yeah. And that was like yesterday. So like we're probably good on rations. Yeah. Well, they they said it's a bit of a ways to get to a stone maze in the desert. So I feel like we might want to have more food than we think we need. But the stone maze is going to be easy because Nadia can just fly up above it and tell us where to go. It's not like an underground maze. Those are difficult because you can't, you know, cheat by going over the top. This is going to be a piece of cake. I feel like somehow we're going to be screwed now. No, I, if we don't want food, it, what it, what do you want to trade for, Cedric? I was thinking, he, he said they were is like really windy. I was thinking maybe like some cloth to like wrap over my face. Just because like the couple of times that like sand has blown in my face. We it's do been need like masks real... in, in the lockdown of the plane. Yeah, I hate yeah, all exactly. of this. <laughs> Flipping the table on this campaign and starting over. I have gotten I've gotten sand in my eyes twice now, and it is very unpleasant. 
You think I it's more not... important if the sand doesn't go up your nose or in your mouth? I mean, my beard kind of protects those a little bit. <laughs> it's like eyelashes for the rest of your face. <laughs> and, and I can and I can keep my mouth closed, so that won't be a can problem. Can you? <laughs> I've never experienced that. Sure. Yeah, I do it lots of times. Fletcher, have you ever heard Cedric not talk? No. <laughs> not even when he's sleeping. <laughs> He sleep talks about Morden. Haven't you <laughs> heard? Cedric does sleep talk. <laughs> and snores like crazy. Oh. <laughs> no, I don't, do I? It's all this fresh above ground air. You've got allergies. <laughs> oh, man. That's embarrassing. Some sort of pollen out here, man, and just wreaks havoc. Wait, what's pollen? <laughs> don't That's explain a, that to him. For a different day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> One of you said something about healing. Is that a thing you need? Do we need healing potions in case we fall yeah, off any, cliff? Anything you have that you use for healing injuries uh, that you might use out in the field when you're when you're hunting or or, or battling uh, malicious creatures. Um, I think we would would certainly be interested in in trading for whatever we may be able to obtain to to heal ourselves. Sure. Yeah, we can take you to our healer, um, and they lead you to one tent structure and sort of stick their heads inside and say, Sophia Don, uh, we have some interesting guests from a far way away who were interested in seeing what you had to offer in terms of healing, and they have water that they're interested in bartering with, and you see a sort of... Maybe like late twenties ish, uh, scorpion folk woman come out of the tent and say, "Oh, well, f new friends who come bearing water are definitely welcome here." And she sort of stops and takes a look at all of you, and well, they certainly are interesting. Hello, I'm the healer for this clan, at least right now. Uh, how can I, how can I be of service? Sorry, I just gotta say for people who are are experiencing this only in audio, Cedric. Kay and Nadia all waved like really excitedly when she said hello yes, and Fletcher did. just like blank look. <laughs> <laughs> just like <laughs> Because I think of this as audio. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was fully aware of the audio as I was doing it. Yeah, yeah. Just did it. Yeah, but it's just like that. We have what, a live that, audience yeah. too. Let's make yeah. it worth it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Cedric is audience. the kind of guy who waves in person when he meets somebody, you know, like very yeah. excitedly. Cedric <laughs> is in it, yeah, probably a hugger too. So, oh, you know, like, mm -hmm. probably hugs just like a little too long. Mm -hmm. <laughs> creepy hugger. Yeah, he gives you like one of those like, like squeeze and then let go and then gives you another squeeze right before he lets go. Yeah. Also, just like over enthusiastic handshakes. Kay looks at Fletcher and just kind of like whispers in his ear. He's like, she's like, you know, for one time, I'd like to like not be interesting, not introduced as interesting. We're always interesting. Everyone just stares at us. There are a lot worse adjectives that could be. <laughs> so while that's happening, uh, Cedric leans over to Nadia and he's like, did you know that in Dwarvish, make water is actually a euphemism for peeing? I think I... <laughs> that's interesting. <sighs> I thought that was funny. I wonder if water methods have like more concentrated nitrogen in their urine because oh it could just be like excreted through the water. 
Because like, like, that's what aquatic insects do. They have like really highly <laughs> concentrated nitrogen because it just like gets taken up by the water zone or what not ESP is like. Well, and then is, is the water playing freshwater, <laughs> brackish, oh, yeah, or yeah, salt? Yeah. So then is she question. having to deal with being like hypotonic versus hypertonic to the water she's in? Because then if it's like salt, we shouldn't just be making her go into fresh water here because she could just like die the same the other way. If she can't adapt to both conditions. So the thing is, <laughs> I've given I've given this character a good bit of thought because again, <laughs> methods were designed mechanically within the game to be throwaway weird magical creatures that show up, cause trouble, and then they go back where they came from. Yep. <laughs> to make one sustainable. <laughs> within the environment of this campaign i had to put a lot of thought into things and there are certain places where i have just said and here we will wave our hands and pretend that no, you're fine. like a salmon because you can go from one, salt water to another. fresh water to lay your eggs or reproduce and go back so you can do both well or an american eel which does it opposite yes yeah well so you guys have already seen that like she she told you i think in the muriam camp is when she explained it because there was this whole thing about wanting to take a bath <laughs> that, yeah. she, that she can heal if she is submerged in any kind of not polluted water and also if it's raining she can heal mm -hmm. so rain being not salty water she can at least tolerate not salty water <laughs> Just, just don't, don't think about it too hard. <laughs> fine. Just reverse the polarity of the deflector shield, and then it's fine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yes, how can I be of service to all of you? We are looking to trade for whatever uh, you 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 may use for for healing wounds and that sort of thing in your people, uh, because we are tomorrow setting out to uh the stone teeth oh oh and she sort of like looks at the two young men who brought you here and they're going to the why and oh. they're sort of like they're looking for weird things and we saw something weird there i don't know there's 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 something very bad hurting the the river and that is than hurting the people who live in and near and around the river, and so we're trying to fix that, and it sounds like maybe the people that... It, it might be coming from there. Oh. It's our best guess. Well, in that case, you'll definitely want to be prepared because the stone teeth are dangerous. Um, Can you... Do, do you know anything about them? Like, what are we getting ourselves into other than a labyrinth of doom and destruction? I, I don't know. I mean, anything that's dangerous about the desert could be in there, but maybe things that we don't see in just sort of like the normal, easily navigable parts of the desert. I'm honestly not sure. It's always sounded really scary to me, but... Do you know anyone who's been there? Uh, I don't think so. Mm, that um, is inconvenient. Most people don't go there because, like, there isn't, as far as we know, there's nothing really useful in there. I mean, I guess, I don't know. The region on the other side, some people like the stuff that you can find there, but, like, it doesn't seem especially useful, so. Well, when we go and come back, we'll let you know what's there so you can tell other people. That would be... We can serve as the warning for anyone else who may be stupid enough to try. That would be wonderful, yes. And I have poultices. I have herbs that you could, you know, sort of build your own um, healer's kit. I have some potions. What would what would you be most interested in? 
Fletcher's our guy who does all the planning. I'm not, I'm not good at the planning. We, we is he frozen? We probably need potions. Frozen. Uh, there's oh, no, no way Ryan could be sitting that still. Yeah. <laughs> not with that. It's in a very oh, thoughtful no. pose too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, there's no way he hasn't blinked Fletcher in a really long like time. Fletcher is, like, looking at his notes or something. <laughs> Cedric! Yeah. yeah. Um, second in command. Ooh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, okay, quick question. What are herbs? They're, like, dried up plant stuff. Yes. Well, oh. I mean, herbs are plants, but I, I have them dried for, you know, storage and transport. He literally lived under a rock because he's, like, from underground. So he doesn't know, like, what plants are. So these are, like, medicinal mushrooms, basically, right? What is a Like, mushroom? you used to make... Um... <laughs> I know what both of these things are. <laughs> mushrooms are, like, plant-like things, but don't have the texture of plants when you eat them and also kind of grow in a... An yeah, interesting yeah. shape. <laughs> She's doing the hand gesture. <laughs> <laughs> I, literally, I, the last time I was in France, I could not remember uh, the word for mushroom, and the so I I I had a dish with mushrooms on it, and I asked what it was, and the the waitress or the server did that like on the table and looked exactly as uncomfortable as Nancy. Like, I think she started at the bottom and went up. <laughs> you weren't here, so now we're miming mushrooms. <laughs> And then, and then, like herbs are just like the plants, like other plants you've seen around. But they're usually like short plants, or sometimes they're just little leaves. And then, and then, but yes, they like oftentimes are both used medicinally. In New Seychester, you can find both medicinal mushrooms, and you can also find medicinal herbs. Sometimes yeah, I, you can find a mix of both. I don't know anything about medicinal herbs. That seems. I'm just getting used to the idea of spices. So, it's Fletcher, like that, but it's you're you're definitely medicine. Fletcher. I was trying to trying to discuss buying ingredients for healing potions while you were gone, but I don't know any of this stuff. Wait, so are, you're trying to buy ingredients, not just something they already have made? Well, you were being uncharacteristically quiet, so... <laughs> <laughs> um, I have poultices, I have herbs and other components to build a healer's kit, I have potions. Really, I can sort of figure out whatever you might need. Um, I, I think the potions poultices and uh, elixirs and things you may have uh would would be best for us because i i doubt uh having individual components when we're out in the desert we won't be able to do much to create those things ourselves especially it sounds like we may need them perhaps suddenly and quickly in maybe dangerous situations so I if fell you have off something a cliff. that that is often how they're needed you what i fell off a you cliff, fell off a cliff. Oh. It would have been really convenient to have one that that when a moment that I like fell off a cliff. Oh, oh, I have a bunch. Goodness. We we can do we can do some healing, but sometimes we run out or sometimes they need something and we can't get to them. And they're not heavy and we're literally going into the jaws of death. So maybe we should stock up. Yeah, we can always use more. They can't be heavier than this tent. <laughs> gonna keep going with that Cedric <laughs> we thank you for your sacrifice and your service and Moradin is definitely forging you into the best biggest hammer there is I mean that's true <laughs> but I feel like you're not being <laughs> genuine when you say that Kay ouch I'm hurt 
You wound me, sir. <laughs> oh, do, you, do you want me to heal that? I have a potion. Wow. I thought you can use your magic hands. I could. <laughs> uh, oh, boy. Okay, so what would you like? Um, mechanically, she has cure light wounds potions, cure moderate wounds potions, and she even has endure elements potions. That sounds handy. That sounds handy. Yes. How much are they? So equivalently to <laughs> water, the cure light wounds or endure elements potions would be one gallon, and the moderate wounds potions would be two and a half gallons each. Mm-hmm. How how long does the endure elements potion last? I believe it's an hour. Um, yeah, I, b- I believe it's an hour. Let me check the spell. I'm going to choose to believe that it's it's basically just sunscreen. Um, kind of, yeah. Oh, I was wondering, because Kay has, like, the sparkles in her skin, if she doesn't get sunburned because it reflects the light. Hilarious. You think if they, she, like, lived in, like, heaven plane, then, like, they would be closer to the sun and obviously have evolved some sort of sunscreen. <laughs> like, um, some fish do that. Some yeah. fish have, like, sunscreen properties in their... I mean, yeah, maybe parts of you don't get a sunburn, but you're not all over blue and sparkly, so... It's true. I'm sorry. Endure elements last for 24 hours. Ooh, banshee. And um, how much water does that cost? The That was one gallon. A creature protected by endure elements suffers no harm from being in a hot or cold environment. It can exist comfortably in conditions between negative 50 and 140 degrees Fahrenheit without having to make fortitude saves. Wow. It so, makes you into a tardy grade. So Nadia could produce enough water to make to buy us each two of those, right? Don't you, can't you make four gallons of water? Yeah, that we'd have to buy. They'd have to have eight in stock, and we'd have to use all the water today and tomorrow to buy them. Well, like I can prepare one extra, like because like today I've only prepared one crate water, but like I could do two tomorrow morning, and okay. we could have more to trade and take with us. I have two of the Endure Elements potions, and then I have one of the Cure Moderate and three of the Cure Light. If we split the potion in half, does it last 12 hours for each person? No, uh, you have to drink the whole thing in order for it to work. What if one of them drinks the whole thing and then I just put some of it on my nose? Because it's like really... <laughs> zinc oxide. Yeah. <laughs> Cedric is the kind of guy who would have the zinc oxide, you know. I mean, if you're looking to protect your skin, I do have this paste stuff that you can put on it. Ooh, yeah. Can I get some of that? And do you have like a big hat with like a big brim on it? I do not. Mm. Cedric, she's the healer. <laughs> you know anybody in, in the tribe that would have, uh, that makes hats? Maybe someone who works with textiles? I'm yeah. not sure. I will uh, buy the sunscreen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what are you using to buy the sunscreen? Mm. money like gold yeah 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 you can buy a little pot of this like ointment stuff that she's got for a gold piece yeah okay excellent and it will keep you from being sunburned <laughs> also what was the thing that we got in the temple where we did the fire in the troughs you got a plus two to your fortitude save when dealing with uh heat 
in environments. Heat, okay. Yeah. Oh, and 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 uh, the Endure Elements potion protects you against, like, heat and cold in the environment. It does not protect you from fire or cold damage, like, magical damage or whatever, so. Or, like, lava. <laughs> Cedric did not get that benefit, so. No, he did not. The, yeah. Hence the sunscreen. Sure. <laughs> So yeah, would you like to purchase any of those potions from Sophia Dunn? Well, we have four gallons of water today, right? Yes. So we could buy, we, we could trade for both potions of resist elements, or endure elements, and, and two elements, potions yeah. of light wounds, because they each cost a gallon. Mm-hmm. And then... Tomorrow, if we had another four gallons, we could get the last cure light wounds and the cure moderate wounds and then still have a half gallon of water left, even off of only four gallons. Yeah. Well, what I can do, because we'll want to take some with us as well. Like, we'll want to stock up, obviously. And we said two gallons each for us. So basically, I could do six to trade in the morning. And we have enough four for today. We should only need three and a half of those to if we want if like if we want all these potions, we could do it with just water. And then if you have two spells prepared, like we'd still have water left over, is what I'm saying. But like just for us of... to be prepared before we go out into the desert ourselves, it would yeah. be an extra two gallons for us. We also have a lot of group gold. If there's any of these things we want to buy with gold and then have more water for like, and then like, you know, a lot more water uh, that could be per, uh, cast while we're out in the desert. Do we use some of my group, our group gold to buy me a hat? <laughs> sure. Yay. I mean, you guys could get hats too, if you want. <sighs> but that's your one souvenir. You don't get anything else. <laughs> Oh, Fletcher's in full dad mode. <laughs> it's okay. I've got my. Actually, hope, I think I but... might. You might what? <laughs> oh, I was thinking I might actually uh, pick actually, up a wrap I think of I some might... sort. Because I'm thinking. <laughs> oh, I was thinking I might actually uh, pick up a wrap of some sort. Probably doesn't go too well with scales. I'm thinking. Yeah, your fishnets are not a sand. Uh, <laughs> useful. Doesn't go too well. Functional with items. Lizards no, that scales. was camouflage for the jungle. Well. <laughs> what was that, Nancy? Lizards have Lizards scales? Lizards have scales, and they seem to be doing just fine out here in the desert. No, Maybe that was camouflage for the jungle. Sure Their scales are smaller care. than mine. Mm. My scales are big. Or bigger. Theirs are smaller. Their scales are smaller than together. mine. <laughs> My scales are big. Nadia's had a lot of time to bigger. study lizards. <laughs> I have had so much time. It's a whole decade there in the jungle where you just looking at lizards. I have had <laughs> so much time. See, so you think you think you're joking? <laughs> yeah. Looking at lizards. I mean, Nadia was probably like so a you think, very you eloquent think you're philosopher before she spent a hundred years living by herself in the jungle. No, nope. no, nope. she was she was a dumb kid. <laughs> no, no. Nope. All right, no. Nope. Uh, so how much? She was how much are each kid. of those things in gold? Cure light and endure elements are fifty gold each. Cure moderate is three hundred gold each. 
you're better, way better off paying for it with yes, I'm being water nice. that Nadia can just create. Yeah. Just for this particular circumstance, Nadia can basically just make gold. Yes. Yep. Yes, Nadia, being, you could like own nice. this entire desert. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, there are druids within these groups of people too. She's not the only person in the desert who can make water. Well, then what, what, what do you all want to do? Do you want to do it all with water or some with gold, some with water? Do it all with water. It sounds like yeah, we've got enough. Yeah, do it all with water. Okay. Nadia, as long as you don't mind. Yeah. Just try not to get hurt a lot tomorrow. <laughs> well, it's okay because we'll have all these potions. Because <laughs> we already had, I, like, when we left the Thycrene, the we had filled up on water and then hadn't really done much coming over here and done doing the temple. So we do still have some water on us. So with the extra that Nadia would still have tomorrow, I think we, we would be okay. So we can say, so if we say we're going to do all that with water, even though it's split between two days, can we just say we're yes. trading for all of that? Okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was three Cure Light, two Endure Elements, and one Cure Moderate. Yeah. Um, who wants to take what? I'll, can I have a light wounds? I don't need any of them. <clears throat> I'm already carrying 10 healing potions. I don't need any more. You have 10? Why do you have 10? I have four potions of cure moderate wounds and six potions of cure light wounds. Where did you get all of them? <laughs> like, I haven't used any of them. Oh. I think we've used one healing potion so far. <laughs> Man, I was like, oh, look, I still have one cure moderate wound scrolled away in my bag. Man, how'd I manage to ration that? Oh, yeah, never Several mind. of those are granola. I just, I just condensed I, yeah, them whatever. into for oh, the yeah. sake of my Yeah, that's sheet. what one of mine yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> the granola functions exactly the same <laughs> as a potion. <laughs> Several of them are, are potions with granola floating in them. Oh. <laughs> it's like you overnight oats. them all into yeah. one it's thing. Like overnight yeah. oats. Yeah, yeah. Cold brew, you know, potions. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Soup of cure light wounds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's a very hearty. You know, when you're dying, you want something that really fills you up. <laughs> You know, when I'm dying, I definitely want to have to chew yes. to keep myself alive. <laughs> Don't choke on this. I know you're unconscious, but... <laughs> I just wanted some fun storytelling flavors so that they weren't always potions. Not everybody has glass bottles. Again, with the hand-waving. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, and, like, if I wanted to be really, you know, pedantic or specific here, like, these aren't in glass bottles, right? They're in, like, a terracotta container. Because that's a thing that these people would have, but they don't necessarily have glass. Yeah, okay. So what? you have... Hmm? Let's say, what about the other potions? I mean, if other people... I'll take two cured light wounds if nobody else is clamoring for them. <laughs> yeah, take them. Me too. Yeah, I don't have any room in my bag with these two tents. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know. How much, how much does a tent weigh? A lot. Yeah. <laughs> It is 20 pounds. So we're carrying 40 pounds of tint right now. <laughs> I've been there. Uh, I, can prob I can probably carry a tent because everything else I carry is like, it's all like a jumble of small things that I keep in my bag. I really don't carry anything else. I've got like my tent, my, my shield, 
my 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 warhammer, my my Michael Weedle, my scale mail. Like, don't you have? <laughs> like, didn't you have a shield before the Darkwood shield too? Yeah, so I, you yeah. have two shields. <laughs> yeah, I haven't. Yeah, I, does anybody want this shield? Do you? Does, I don't think any of them can use a shield. <laughs> no. All right. I guess I'll keep carrying it then. But I'll take a ten. Okay. So Fletcher's taking a tent and two of the cure light potions. Okay, you said you also wanted potions, so do you want the other cure light and the cure moderate? Hello, Raiders! Thank you so much for hanging out. Hi, Hina. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for coming to hang out with us. We are currently doing a little bit of uh, inventory organization, but they should get back to story sooner or later. (laughs) I'm about to buy a hat! That's very exciting. I'm very excited about this hat. Yeah, okay. Cheryl is less excited about that. It's the hat. fine, whatever. We're doing <laughs> we're doing what we do. <laughs> Alright, and then uh, who's taking the Endure Elements potions? Fletcher. I can carry both of them. And then if it's just like whoever ends up needing it, like like which may end up being Cedric, we just have them. It's cause that's like we wouldn't be using those in probably a life-threatening situation like combat where you'd suddenly be like, let me spend my turn drinking a endure con- environment potion. <laughs> yeah. So I could take both of those. Okay. Sounds good. My bag is built to hold all kinds of little vials and bottles. And That's true. Doesn't Fletcher have like a bandolier of vials or something like that? <laughs> I said no, I, I just pictured have a bag. Oh, okay. I, I said I had pictured a bandolier because he kept taking samples of everything, but I don't think he actually has one. <laughs> Well, it's um, like when you have those like bags entomologists use that just is all pockets and stuff mm-hmm. inside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hayes is organized and just has a backpack where all the stuff is in. <laughs> Anytime she wants to find something, she has to like upend it. And... Yeah, basically, you just hear like ding, 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 ding. <laughs> she like roots around inside. <laughs> yeah, first time we get our hands on a, uh, oh, crap, what's it called? Bag of holding. Oh, yeah. Or okay, not Fletcher. <laughs> or a handy haversack. You have options. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Okay, so we've distributed potions. Uh, what are you doing next? The I the two young men who escorted you into the camp have sort of wandered off to do other things, so you can sort of, you know, do whatever. Let's get Cedric a hat. Maybe yeah. Maybe happier. <laughs> yeah. I, I tried for a little while, you know, using this buckler as a hat, but even with, like, a strap, it's, like, really heavy. But it does block the sun pretty nice. But like something this big, you know, that would that like would shave my shoulders a little bit, but not as heavy as a shield. Um. Well. Uh. I mean, like I said, maybe you could go talk to Naradon. She does textile work. I I don't know if she makes hats, but I mean, you could ask. Okay. Where is her setup? Um, so she points, it's sort of like, you know, there, there's a loose sort of like center aisle to the tent. So she points, it's on the opposite side and like three down, you know, easy for you to find. Thanks. Of course. Appreciate it. Good good luck. Stay safe. You too. We'll be a lot safer with these potions. Thanks. Guys. Yes, I hope so. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Said it gives her a hug. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> In the plane-demic, you're going to give her a hug? Well, yeah. but, so also, We're like, all in the same bubble. You might want to rethink that, because, like, I don't know if we explained it before when you met Rashidon, but, like, the scorpion folk are large creatures, so, like, they are, they're very big, and so, like, the, like, the humanoid portion of her doesn't even start until, like, a few feet off the ground. Like, there's, you know, scorpions. And then it's Cedric. Right, so, like, we're basically mm-hmm. talking... Mm-hmm. 
It's he a missed, centaur, like, one of her but legs. instead of a horse, it's a giant scorpion, right? right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With, uh, but, I but understood like a all of this, and Cedric understood part. all of this, and I and he still oh, hugged. Her. Okay, like, it's a very <laughs> awkward. Like he's reaching you up. You hugged a leg. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. she like looks like, down and is like, "Oh, uh, thank you." Bye. Bye. <laughs> thank you. Uh huh. <laughs> Well, now oh, we're going to Cedric Shops Part everyone Two. Everyone else that we've ever met. <laughs> yeah, Cedric Shops Part Two. Can't can't escape Cedric shopping. All right, <laughs> so you make your way over to Naradan's tent, and yeah, you can see she appears to make basketry, but also like little rugs and things like that. So at the very least, she knows how to weave. You don't see a hat per se right away, but like this is obviously the sort of person who could make such an item. Turn a basket upside down. <laughs> yeah. That looks perfect. <laughs> yeah. You just want a basket? basket case? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Maybe something like that. That seems like a good starting point, at least. Hi, I'm, I'm Cedric. Uh, oh, uh, hello. <laughs> He's looking for a hat. Do you make hats? I Like something about the size of this buckler, but like, you know, that I could wear that would block the sun. You see his nose is peeling a little bit. The desert has not treated him particularly kindly. I uh, suppose I could. Who are all of you? You're new here. Well, I'm Cedric. (laughs) Okay. Uh, We're not from here. We're passing through. I got that impression. Okay. Uh, And you want, you said a hat? Yeah, we told you. We were told you might be the most textile savvy person around. That so we is thought maybe what I do. Yes, I don't have a hat like that already out here. But I suppose if you wanted one, I could make one. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I'd be willing to pay extra for that since it's kind of a custom order, and I know my head's differently sized than <laughs> y'all's, probably. I assume. <laughs> such a long pause oh it was like <laughs> i feel like cedric has like a bigger head than he definitely has a big ego would it be able to fit in the hat mm-hmm. <laughs> like he's got a like a big head for a dwarf but these are large creatures so yes. i don't know maybe their heads are even bigger than his well like the 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 human-ish looking part of them is kind of equivalent in size to, like, Kay and Fletcher. It's just that they are large creatures because the scorpion part is very broad, right? So, like, a large creature doesn't mean it takes up a 10-foot cube. It just means that, like, it takes up quite a bit of space. So, yeah. So, yeah, like, their heads are about the same size as at least the two human-ish people in the party. Yeah. Yeah, I could... I, I, I could make something like that for you, I guess. When would you need it... Um, well, we're hoping to leave tomorrow kind of early. Okay. Yes, I could work on that this evening. It shouldn't take me too long. Did you want to, uh, do you have something to barter or trade for it or? We're going to pay with gold. Is that all right? Oh, sure. I'm, this isn't even like probably not a gold. I could take. Oh no, it's, we will totally pay you a whole gold. Prices don't, no. Yeah. Expense is no concern. Uh, that's very generous of you. Thank you. Um, yeah, yeah. It's okay. We're paying for it with party gold, so it's fine. 
I, okay. Yes, I can, I can work on that. And you said you wanted the broom and she sort of like puts her hands out like to the side of your head and sort of looks at it for a moment. Yes, I, I can do that. If you just come back here when you're ready to leave, I will hopefully be done with it. Fantastic. I can just see Cedric in like a, like a Southern sun hat. That's what, exactly what I want. I yes. would very much yes. like fan art of this. <laughs> fan yeah, art, so fan this art. Needs to be, yeah, so this needs to be like a Kentucky Derby hat. <laughs> like, we put yeah. a bow on it. Like a yes, big, a big yeah. bow and some flowers. And, yeah. yeah. I want a stuffed bird on it. <laughs> Carolina feather, parakeet. The whole yes. bird. If you want a stuffed bird on it, you're going to have to go kill the Roadrunner yourself because she's not going to do oh. that for you. <laughs> I'm sure the opportunity will present itself. I mean, if you kept one of the shocker lizards, you could put that on the head. <laughs> no, we ate those. That would I have definitely think sparked you some any, interest. Did you? No. Uh... <laughs> womp womp. Okay. So you have purchased some potions from the healer. You commissioned a hat because Cedric likes to commission clothes in this game. <laughs> Anything did else? Did she did she seem to have just like cloth for sale that could be used for a wrap? Yeah. You could get something yeah. like that. Yeah. Let me throw some of that in too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think like that'd be like five silver or whatever. And again, like um similar to some of what you saw in the Thrycreen camp, like a lot of the cloth or the textiles that these people have is like woven plant fibers, so they're kind of coarse materials. But yeah, like you can find something like honestly i'm looking for whatever it is they are using and mimicking the way that they would wear it because yeah, definitely hot dry air yeah a lot of them have sort of like a you know like a, a a shirt type thing with a little bit of a cowl that they can put up to sort of shield their faces if there's a lot of wind yeah. warming sand i was yeah. i was assuming as much because yeah. there is a very functional reason for that exactly think what world. people wear in the <laughs> desert that's what these people wear yep. in the desert yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah finding f feathers is not your new quest peter you were sent out away from new sagester in the first place to go find feathers <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> yeah we should technically already have yes. be in possession of yes. birds and feathers yes <laughs> speaking of feathers uh-huh i have a feathered friend that was out and about before we went into the temple uh-huh have i seen it yeah, um, when you came out, um, I was wondering if you were going to ask about this. When you came out, um, you saw her. She'd actually been, like, perched on one of the corners, just sort of, like, looking around. And when you guys came out, you got kind of a distance from the temple, and she sort of looked and decided to, you know, leave the corner of the temple and follow you. So, yeah, she's she's sort of been, like, like circling the camp a little overhead, just hanging out. Yeah, because you haven't really had a chance to do anything with her yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would say once we were done shopping, I would probably try to find a spot sort of on the edge of camp and see if I can get her to come over. Yeah, make an animal handling check. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Which die. Mm. Hmm? Oh, right. I dumped a bunch into that. Which is good, because that's a 10. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like, she, you know, comes near you. It's not like she's, like, super excited to be there, but, like, she comes over and investigates what you're doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm trying to think if I would even have any food 
on me that would be because I don't think I would have any sort of meat on me. Use Cedric's jerky. Sure. Hey Cedric, can I have can can I can I get a piece of jerky? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um <laughs> here, I think this bit is actually tenderloin, so I think it's gonna be much better. So here, yeah, cool. take as much as you want. Yeah, I'll just take a just sort of a smallish piece and see if she's interested. <laughs> she's kind of interested. One interesting or important thing to note about birds of prey is that like when it gets really hot out they tend not to eat that much so like she's interested in it but it's not like she's gonna eat a lot she's sort of feeling because it's hot out i was sort of aiming for treat not Mm -hmm. snack yeah (laughs) treat not snack there's a continuum of food here i'm hearing (laughs) small small little bit snack We'll come meal. First. Meal. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <All right>. Feast. <laughs> That's good. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Anybody else? I feel like Cedric's going to go like lie down and put like a wet washcloth over his eyes. Kind of take it easy for the evening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Fletcher's just doing probably stuff. doing a little bit of recording, mm-hmm. journaling, and probably as soon as it starts getting like a little bit cool out like you feel the night sort of starting to set in and it becomes like comfortable to go to sleep he'll just go right to sleep probably because we have to get up pretty early to get in traveling before we have to stop again mm-hmm. yeah okay are you doing anything or are you sleeping he is contemplating her existence which has recently come into question <laughs> Well, your existence hasn't come into question, but everything you thought you knew about yourself has, so. <laughs> All right, yeah. Just so, little things. So Cedric is Max and relaxing. Fletcher does some paperwork and then goes to sleep. Kay has an existential crisis. Mm-hmm. Nadia hangs out with her bird. <laughs> All in very I different have a question. Right mm-hmm. Yes. While we were in the temple and in all those waterworks, would I have spent a round in water in enough water at any point to achieve some healing from the <clears throat> encounter with the shocker lizards and the sail snake. Yeah, which sure. I think was that morning. Yeah. Okay. Was it? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and I got, I got, I got some hurt mm-hmm. from those Cedric shocker lizards that somebody hit. To have noticed yep. that you needed some healing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you guys spent enough time messing around in the water. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, if that is it for that night, then I think this seems like a really great place for us to take our 10-minute bio break. So, uh, yeah, go refill your beverage, get a snack or a treat or whatever you feel like along the food continuum. (laughs) Get up and stretch your legs. And we will be back very soon. Thanks, everyone. Jaws of death! Jaws of Hello. This is Nikki, the creator and host of Beholder to No One, a D&D TTRPG podcast. Come join me for one of our three shows. On Monday, I sit down with a member of the TTRPG community, and we discuss random topics that affect the tabletop world. On Thursdays, we alternate between either our non-D&D tabletop games as one-shots called Beholder to One-Shots, or we play our D&D 5e horror-esque actual play known as Behold Clear Light. We have a lot of things in the works for the future, so please come check us out on Twitter at Beholder to No One or on our website, BeholderToNoone.com. And we're back! We're back. Hello. 
We missed Hello. you. I don't know if you missed us, but we're back anyway. Okay, so... <laughs> all right, so you all are waking up early in the morning. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, Fletcher, when you wake up, Cedric is, like, in your face. He's, like, he's like real close to you and, like, wide-eyed with this, like, a really excited look on his face. Why, why, why are you already awake? It's, it's the, the seventh of Bright Run. Do you know what that means? We're going to the, to the stone place. Yeah, but also it means that you and me and Kay have all known each other for 42 days. And yesterday was 41 days. Are you going to act like this every day? <laughs> no, no, I just, it's 42 days. You know, the, like, the amount of time that, like, Hrothgar, Skull Grip, and Limb Crusher the Red traveled together in the raft through the great underground sea <laughs> and cemented their friendship. We're, we're, we're officially friends now. Fletcher just rolls over. <laughs> Is this not a thing that he would celebrate? <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. Well, I'll talk to Kay about it. Maybe the Asimar are more into friendship. I literally can't breathe right now. <laughs> but Joe's a do mornings. Yeah. So having to tent with Cedric is not a great thing. Cedric's going to go outside and like wait outside of Kay's tent. Just like kind of like literally twiddling his thumbs, waiting for her to get up. <laughs> I guess Kay feels a disturbance in the force. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like goes outside. Kay, do yeah. the Asimar oh. recognize the 42 day friendship waiting period? Waiting uh -huh. period? <laughs> We're... Yeah, you do? I don't know. I've, I've never met any other Asimar. Oh, I don't... that makes sense. Yeah, sorry. Well, we're now officially friends. <laughs> I, I thought we were friends. Were yeah, but we not like, friends but yesterday? like real friends. You know, like um, and there's not really a good word for it in common. But like in dwarvish, it means like, like alloy friends. Like when you become like a a unit, like together, like, you know. I am happy like, to be your alloy friend, Cedric. Yay! Cedric gives you a hug. For for context for everyone at home, they wanted to know how long they'd known each other, so I pulled up the calendar for them off screen, and this is what no, happened, I No, no, this has always been dwarven tradition. I, I didn't just retcon it at this moment. Sure, yeah. Specific detail. It is an important notation how do you, how do in our lives. I'm very proud of you, Peter. How do you normally celebrate friendship on this special day do we get do we get cake no we just like no we get to ask each other exciting questions about our childhood and get to know each other better oh i've got like so many icebreakers that i've prepared been preparing for weeks that we can talk about on the way out of the jaws of death we should have abandoned cedric when we knew him for 41 days <laughs> uh, excellent yeah, and yeah. I don't know if humans do icebreakers, but it's a it's a long-standing dwarven tradition. I mean, we 
do, but it's normally like, what kind of food is your favorite? And oh, uh, that's easy. And like, how much does a large bear weigh enough to break ice? Although I don't know what ice is. I've never seen it, but it's a thing apparently. And you're all supposed to laugh. I think it comes from like Tenibria. It might be colder there and there might actually be like more ice, but there's not a lot of ice here. So I don't think it really works. It's confusing. I'm sorry. I think I made things worse. Yeah, I don't, human traditions are weird. I, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. I'm with you on that one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, we can talk about the bear thing later, I guess. I just I just wanted to, you know, I didn't like get you a present or anything like that. But I, you know. I well, that's good because I didn't get you a present either because okay. I didn't know it was a thing. So yeah, do it's you a normally big thing. like give each other presents? Is it like metal presence? Uh, it can be sometimes. I don't know. I, I like this doesn't seem like a very presenty type group. Also, yeah. none of you guys seem interested in hats, so you know. I mean, yeah. I mean, I I don't think I look good in hats. That's why. I bet you look excellent in hats, though. I'm very excited about my hat. You should be. Well, you used party gold for it, so technically that's our present to you. Aww. Oh, yeah, that's I like <laughs> that. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh, thanks. Well, it's then, a group hat. Yeah, it's our hat. Yeah, it's very communist. <laughs> <laughs> Only one person can wear it at a time, though. Yeah, yeah. Still, we take turns. Okay. Excellent. All right. If you put that on Nadia's head, it's just gonna. <laughs> down to earth <laughs> all right well i'm gonna go get my hat but we should talk more about this later okay well i'm i'm so glad that we're friends and i'm glad that today is the official celebration of friendship i'm glad we're friends too fletcher's awake by the way he's just pretending to be asleep oh okay yes i have no doubt that you probably are the one that woke him up no i waited I'm, I'm not rude. Right, of course. All right. Well, why don't you go get your hat while the rest of us wake up? We're a little bit we're a little bit slower than you this morning, so. And this will be better because you get to go, you get to try it on, and then we'll get to see it completely fitted, and then it'll be like more epic when when you come back with your hat on. Excellent. There is jerky in my bag over there. Himself. All right. Well, we'll get breakfast started, I guess. Cool. See you in a little bit. Kayla goes over to Fletcher. He's like, what is this friend thing he's talking about? I'm still rolled over. My eyes are closed. And I'm like, I have no idea. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I thought... started talking about people went somewhere in the ground with whatever. And I don't know. Okay, well, it seems to be important to him, so like we'll just play along, and maybe he'll forget by tomorrow. But is this gonna be like all day? Is this gonna be questions all day? Uh, maybe, maybe I can. While we're while we're him. trudging through the desert, trying to get to a, this horribly dangerous place, <laughs> and he's gonna be asking us questions all day. Uh, I'll I'll try and answer all the questions for you because it's our it's our alloy versary or whatever. <laughs> I'll, I'll take one for the team for our alloy versary if you don't want to answer any questions. What, what else would he fill the time with in the desert? Probably talking about that god of his. 
Yeah. I think being quiet is a great there, hobby. There could be other things other than questions. The questions might not be so bad. Yeah, see, that's what I'm thinking. Like, maybe we won't have to listen to him talk. Maybe we can listen to one of us talk for once. It's going to be 20 hours of I see with my little eye something <laughs> sand colored. <laughs> is it sand? All right, well. Is it that grain of sand? No, it's that <laughs> grain of sand. Okay, well, let's make some breakfast. Maybe maybe we'll feel better about, I mean, I don't know what we feel worse about, the jaws of death or Cedric's questions, but maybe we'll feel better about both of the things with some breakfast. It's all relative. You do the questions first, so when you get to the stone teeth, they don't seem nearly as bad. Yeah, there we go. It's very true. Fletcher also still needs to, like, wake up to feel about this. From the looming sense of doom. Yeah. I don't know why you feel doom. But anyway... Cedric, you go to get your hat, and the, everybody else is breaking down camp and making breakfast and stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you now have one sun hat made out of plant material. Yay! I, I like, arranged your breakfast plate very nicely to celebrate our alloyversary. Oh. It's, it's like, well, I don't have different metals, but there are different kinds of food, so maybe that counts. Hey, that's so thoughtful. That's like the most thoughtful thing that anyone has done since I got to this continent for me. Aw. I'm sorry. The continent sucks sometimes. Yeah, it really we're does. Little, we're just a little gruff around the edges. I mean, we just don't have giant family like you, so. You do. I mean, but none of us are related. Yeah, but I it's mean, family. Yeah, that is true. I mean, it is family, but like, I don't know. You seem to like, you all seem to like stay together, you know, like, like. I'm still at the house because I want to help my parents, but like there's the two kids, but then we like some of us like have left forever and are just like gone. They just like got up and left one day and we like haven't heard from them for like five years. I mean, I guess I kind of did that. I mean, I didn't like just leave one day. I mean, I kind of told everybody I was going to do it. And then there was like a couple of weeks of celebrations and like kind of ceremonies. And then there was like the blessing from the arc hammer, but but, you know, then I left. You're going to go back, though, right? Yeah, someday. But, like, your siblings will probably come back someday, right? Uh, I know. No, like, that one was just kind of like, I hate it here and I'm leaving forever. Bye. And left. Sure, but you say stuff like that all the time. Yeah, but you can tell that I don't mean it. And I didn't leave with, like, all of my stuff. I still have my room back home. Fair enough. Well, maybe you'll run into each other. Do you know where, which sibling that, wait, which sibling was that? You have so many. I have so many. I don't know. It was like one of my older brothers. I like, you know, he was around for a while, but not really. He was in the house, but not like a whole time. And I wasn't really close to him. I was like really young. Maybe he traveled to the mountains and we'll run into him. Yeah, maybe. That'd be cool. Yeah, I guess so. Hopefully he doesn't look that much different. Or else I might not recognize him. We, but I mean, like how many people have we run into that have names that are like letters in a common alphabet? Yeah, but sometimes people change them. Uh, like, so V, for example, she changed her name to Evie. She went through a transformation, you might say. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't let it go. <laughs> Does she have an elemental theme now? Or, uh... Dark. <laughs> You know, she she's a little she's a little bit younger than me. She's going through like the moody teenager years. So, you know, like 
And Kay yeah. is not going yeah, through Kay. moody teenager right, hey, years. Yeah. Okay, but I'm going through like moody teenager years, but I still like glitter and like happy stuff. She's just like black. Yeah, all I thought black isn't V like eleven? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He sounds cool. <laughs> eleven is a powerful mood. It is a powerful mood. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That that is for sure. It's yeah. difficult. Mm-hmm. All black robes, like just Ooh, room covered robes? in black. Yeah, she like wears these weird like dress robe things. I don't know. She likes it, and like I mean, who are we to say no? Yeah, really? I mean, she probably grew up to be a wizard. Yeah, maybe that'd be cool. I hear early robe wearing is a is a sign. Is that true, Fletcher? <laughs> I didn't know. I I didn't wear robes. My family, you, part of my family had a forge. You'd catch on fire. You'd do. I I didn't wear robes. You you'd catch on fire. You you have family that worked a forge. How have we never talked about this before? For this exact reason. All right, bye. I didn't realize it was a sensitive subject. We don't have to talk about it. I mean, I'm interested. What did you guys forge? How did you become a wizard then? I thought you just descended from like a whole like rich family of wizards that like passed down knowledge. You went to like a fancy university. You like no, my my family ran a blacksmith shop. They made armor and weapons, and I'm named. I I was given my name because we also make bows. My siblings are named after things we do, and but I uh. I did it for a while and didn't like it and was much more interested in magic. There was a, a wizard came through our town once and that basically made me decide what I wanted to do. Have you always been good at magic? Like, did you did you know? Could you like do weird things when you're supposed to be forging stuff? Not really. <laughs> it came down to how much work I put in at the university. You can just learn to be a wizard? Could I learn to be a wizard? I don't- most people to some extent could learn to do some things i think it's more about how advanced you can get with what you're doing so i think you'd be able to learn to do some simple things i feel like that's an improvement than what you maybe would have told me when we first met so i'll take it (laughs) see you guys are alloy friends now see it's a thing right the alloy friends see it it sounds better in dwarvish we played right into his hands. <laughs> <laughs> I just start eating my breakfast. <laughs> Cedric is like struggling so hard not to ask you more about your family and their smith, their forge and their smithing business. Also, thinking back on all the snotty things that he said about humans and their metal crafting abilities over the last two months. Also, this randomly came to mind, but I like thought of Cedric in real life the other day because in the historic district of Quito, there's like this plaza where the churches are built on and they're actually built over an underground ravine. So like the big quebrada, the big like ravine where the water goes through is actually in the middle of one of like the structural foundations of the ch- one of the churches is like 150 years old. And that did not seem like good planning. <laughs> Cedric would be disappointed. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, unless that ravine, you know, has a important cultural significance. I mean, you know, it's where the 18 darksmiths went over the falls into the the, the 
the chasm of something or other. <laughs> uh, do you only have one in you a day? Is that what's happening here? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, I think, is only tolerates one a day. So <laughs> it's not going to inflict too much of that on you guys. But to what? me, it's just really funny because, like, one of the big problems here is, like, not that the volcano erupts, like, a lot of lava. It just erupts, like, a lot of rock and water and mudslides that would then go through that ravine that it, that the structure of the church is built over. Yeah. In Cedric's experience, volcanic ravine is a little bit more tricky than water ravine. Yeah. Yeah. That seems problematic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You eat breakfast. What's next? Also, Cedric, your hat looks amazing. Are we ready to go now? Did we ask any of the folks that were telling us about the people going into the Stone Teeth yesterday if they got a description of the people they they, saw? they said it was they were really far away um because like the the area of the stone teeth okay. is like the the boundary of it is kind of large so like they were pretty far away so they saw a f- one figure maybe two and they did not have a description like they they weren't even sure if it was one or two people because you know when you are looking long distances in the desert sometimes it's hard to tell details like that so sure we got that if it was available nope no description we probably head out we don't want to spend too much time not traveling while it's weather while it's conditions we can actually travel in Mm -hmm. yeah okay so you head out yeah okay um west yeah all right yeah so you start heading west i imagine that the navigation isn't too awfully difficult because nadia's able to do her pop up and look around thing to keep going in you know basically the right direction and like the sun does start to come up behind you so you can you know oh yeah we're going in pretty much the right direction through that as well and you're traveling through the cool of the morning right now so i'm not going to make you do fortitude saves yet but is there anything like you'd like to do while you're walking or is there a point in time where you're planning on stopping for some reason how far away are the stone teeth they said it was quite a ways so like it's going to be like several hours of travel will we be able to would we make it before having having to like bed down for the midday Um, or is it gonna have to be like we'll have to get there in the second part of today like to be safe it kind of depends yeah like like depending on how long in the morning you want to walk before you stop like yeah it's it's gonna be yeah okay i guess we're walking until it gets sleepy yeah okay or we're there (laughs) yeah so how long would you like to walk you know like until what hour of the walking until noon probably well, we left before sunrise. Yeah. So that's like, that's pretty early mm-hmm. for, I mean, if it's beginning of summer-ish in Arda. So yeah. we could get in a good number of hours and stop by like... 10? 10? Yeah, 10, 10, 30. And then it'll probably be starting to warm up. And we could have time to like nah. safely get set up and get in our tents before it's like trying to set up tents in 110 <laughs> degree weather or something. Yeah, that's that's fair. And yeah, in that amount of travel time, you, Nadia, you definitely in the distance are able to make out some sort of irregularity in the terrain. So like you are within sight of it now. So it's probably two, three more hours of travel past the point where you guys stop to set up camp for the midday heat. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you're doing while you camp for the midday heat or are you just hanging out? Oh, yeah. Totally. 
I mean, if you're going to ask. <laughs> Ryan's yeah. like, why did you ask? <laughs> well, Fletcher and Cedric are sharing a tent. So <laughs> Cedric is like, so if you, if somebody gave you like a million gold, what would you do with it? A million gold? Yeah. Yeah. Like a, just like you won like a gambling thing and won like a huge amount of money. Probably set up my own place to figure out things with magic and and not have to be doing what I'm doing right now where I'm trying to do things to get famous enough to allow me to be able to do that later in life. You have to be you have to be famous enough to work at the university or to set up your own facility to you know, do arcane studies, but if you had the money right away, I wouldn't have to be trying to make a name for myself and to get to there in 20, 30, 40 years, I could just do it. Wow. You have to do that. Like you have to like become famous so that you could then do the stuff you want to do. That's a lot. And like 40 years, that's like half of your lifetime. Yeah. To get access to things that you may need, or especially if you're trying to, you know, if you're trying to work at the Arcane University, they're not going to just take anybody. Hmm. And there's and they're pumping out wizards all the time who want to try to turn around and get jobs there. Is that like a good job? Yeah, you get, you get to do whatever you want to do. You have access to their whole, I mean, to their library and every library that's connected to them. So you can basically figure, you have tomes of knowledge from eons ago to assist you in your research, and you basically have free reign to pr pursue whatever you want to do. But you kind of have free reign to pursue whatever you want to do out here, right? I mean, like... But like, I don't have access to anything. Hmm. Like, yeah. Okay, that makes sense, I guess. Like, more potion bottles and things like that. And books. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. And many different kinds of arcane devices that assist you in, in exploring magic, you know, amp arcane amplifiers and, and many different things that you need to not just, you know, right now all I'm doing is trying to find things while doing the magic I already know how to do, but really the point of magic is trying to find out things in magic that nobody knows yet there's things that nobody knows about magic i guess that makes sense there's more things that we there's more things people don't know than we do know and that's never going to change weird there's a whole big world up here above the ground yeah yeah <laughs> I, yeah i mean there's like a lot of stuff there's like tunnels and stuff like that underground that nobody's ever discovered so i guess it's kind of the same I just never really thought about arcane magic that much. That makes sense. Yeah. You channel your magic through Moradin. Yeah, I mean, Moradin kind of channels his magic through me, if you want to be technical about it. But yeah, I don't actually have any wizards in my family, so I don't really know. Yeah. Yeah, the Gunnisons are not a wizardly kind of folk. Well, you never know. Anybody yeah. could end up doing something with magic. 
Sure. If you're able to commune with a god and do that, do what you do, you probably could do some a lot of other things with magic. That'd be nice. Yeah, shooting those like fireballs and things like that that you do. That's pretty seems pretty cool. Pretty handy. I mean, it helps, but it also doesn't, you know, like I said, it doesn't get me anywhere. Every wizard can do that. Really? That's uh, I, okay. That makes sense. I mean, that's kind of like with healing. Like, you know, you go through the like 18 steps in the vestry, and then once you earn your hammer, you can channel enough divine power to, you know, heal small wounds and things like that. It's not really that exciting, but it's really useful. You know, you can like campfires and things like that. But I mean, honestly, what you're able to do, you've you've been able to save me a lot more times than I've been able to do anything with the magic I can do. It's kind of like go through all these things, all this tribulation in the university, and then you have to try to do more to keep getting ahead in life, and they kick you out in the world, and they didn't actually teach you how to do anything useful. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I, I feel like I, you know, obviously, you know, I trained for, I'm going to say, like, 25 years. I haven't really counted them up to be a cleric. But, yeah, it's kind of like once you become a, a roving cleric, unless you have, like, a, you know, a forge that you, you know, you oversee or something like that, then you can just kind of go do your thing. And then you kind of got to decide what Moradin has for you, which, you know, involves a lot of, like, praying, meditating and stuff like that. But, like... Yeah, there's not really a lot of like direct guidance about what you're supposed to do. But I guess it's funny that both you and I were kind of like left to come up with our own devices and we both ended up here. Places that we're not from, wandering around, but kind of for totally different reasons, but kind of doing the same thing. And now kind of the same reason, really. I mean, we're in the middle of a desert. Mm-hmm. See? That's the alloy thing. We've been uh, forged into a single unit. See, it's Moradin has 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 crafted us into a stronger unit together to do one thing. See, it's all part of Moradin's plan for us. I can feel him starting to get hyped up, and I'm like, oh, oh, oh okay. Uh, uh, sorry, happy sorry, alloy, sorry. Happy alloyversary, Cedric. <laughs> I'm gonna take a nap. Oh, yeah, that sounds like a good plan. Yeah, yeah, I should probably do that, too. Yeah. <laughs> Nap Anything time. exciting <laughs> happening in the girls' tent, or are we just... <laughs> no. Just <laughs> chilling, I guess. <laughs> I imagine you guys can probably hear what's happening with the boys. <laughs> Why is Cedric it ends up like a slumber party, and he's just in there like, and then, and then, what do you know, and then... and. <laughs> so one thing that i was thinking about in my little existential crisis over here is that like you're not like i guess you I mean you told us but like you're not from like earth right i don't really understand how the whole planes things work but i don't think i'm from earth either i'm <laughs> man 
out of character, I can explain this very simply. In character, I got nothing. Um, <laughs> int six, int six, it's great. Yeah, no, we, I, I, I just, they're just, they're, they're different worlds, and I didn't really understand how it worked. But you, I just, I just could come over here. But you're like, no offense, but you're like old, right? Like, how old are you? I'm not sure. But you, but I, you, but like, you were I, alive when the loss happened, right? So like, that's how you got stuck. Yeah. But I'm only 17, I think. I mean, I don't really know how old I yeah, am. Yeah, so you like, can't was... have come from, you, you, you can't have come from, like, you have to have come from here, but maybe, like, your, your family, like, your parents, and, and, and going further back, maybe someone, someone came from somewhere else, maybe. Oh, I get what you're saying. So it's not like I somehow magically portaled through the things that you shouldn't portal through 17-ish years ago. You think that my family had already portaled through a long time ago and left me for some reason. As Maybe? Yeah. I mean... I don't know which one... I don't know which story is, like, less depressing. I mean... Don't you miss your family and your friends? I do. But also, I was here with friends. Well, where'd they go? Who were from here? Like, I, I already had friends who were here. Mm. So, like, I've been with my friends this whole time. But yeah, I mean, none of the rest of, no one else from, from back home was here when it, when it closed. So it's just me. And that's. I mean, I've had a long time to get used to it, I guess. Yeah. But, like, yeah, I miss them. And I miss home. I hope we can get you back soon. I, that that would be amazing. I didn't even... I hadn't, e it, I hadn't even thought that that could be possible, really. I mean, if the gods can't get through, then, then, like, why should I think I could? I mean, I don't even think the gods exist, to be honest. I mean, they haven't ever shown up in my lifetime, not that it's been particularly long. Uh, well, no, because they're not here right now, but they did. They did exist. They for sure, like, they were, they were around. They, they did stuff. This but, was like, their place. they not all that powerful if they just, like, aren't here anymore. What kind of all-powerful well, goal is, like, disappears? All of them? I mean, something more powerful than them closed it off, I guess. I don't know. I... I don't know. I don't, I don't really understand all of it that well. And, you know, I just, I just knew that I couldn't do anything about it. So I just did the Are best I could. about it? I'd be so mad. Like one day you just get stuck somewhere else that isn't your home and not where you belong. Like, aren't you mad? Not really mad. Kind of sad, maybe. Huh. But, like... I just had to get used to it and keep going, you know? Because just being sad about it all the time, then I would just be sad all the time, and that's sad. That but, like, sad. there's a lot of, there's a lot of good stuff around here, and, and, and my friends back in the forest are really nice, and, and, I mean, that's 
part of why I'm here because some of them are really, really hurt mm. because like they can't leave. They, they have to stay there and the river's their home and it's hurting them. Yeah, so all the more reason to get this fixed as soon as possible. I'm sorry for all the hard questions. Yeah, I'm just kind of like... No, it's okay. I don't mind. I I guess there are things I've, I've thought about, but it's been a while. Yeah. My whole existence seems to be not what I thought it, it was. It seems like it's complicated in a way you weren't ready for that's a very nice but, way like, of that's... putting it <laughs> i mean it, it's so we have an existential crisis don't people usually have existential crises in their like 50s <laughs> i don't know honestly i don't really know what's what's normal for, I, I wasn't very old when i got stuck here so i don't i'm sorry i called you old I just, like, we don't live very long as humans, right? So, like, 100 is, like... I mean, it's all relative. Yeah. Because, like, some people live a long time, and some people only live a little while. But even, like, even if you have a long potential lifespan, things could still... You could still die earlier, so... That is true! That only has added to my anxiety. I mean, you do what you can with what you have. Well, I appreciate Maybe we'll get to learn more about you. Yeah. I'm not sure I want to learn any more about me. This seems bigger and heavier enough. I just, like, I don't know. It's so crazy because I used to, like, read all these books, right? I'm, like, good friends with the person who runs the library in New Seychester, and I was always reading about these grand adventures, and, like, people would find out, and I was like, oh, my God, I want that. And now that I have it, I don't think I want it anymore. I think I just want to go back and being, like, the shopkeeper girl. I mean, it seems like a lot, especially with what you were used to before but i i mean i've seen you learn to handle things just since i've met you and you seem to be really good at it so that's encouraging you don't have to do it all at once i didn't that's also encouraging i will think about your life advice okay thanks friend Maybe it really is the alloy anniversary day or whatever. Maybe. I haven't been with you this whole time, but that's all right. Maybe. I think you're doing great. Aw, thank you. Thanks for being so cool and also doing great. I don't know how, I don't, I mean, I think if I was in your situation, I'd be bitter for a whole lot longer than like a hundred years or so. I'd probably make a swamp house and throw stuff at people who got too close. (laughs) I have a swamp house. That sounds amazing. Have you thrown swamp at th- people who've gotten too close? Can I go to your swamp house? Can we throw things at people together? Yeah, I can show it to you when we get back. That'd be amazing. There's, I want to see your swamp house. There's not a lot to throw, but I do. I do. And like she, she like reaches in her bag and like pulls out her sling and some river stones. And she's like, yeah, I throw rocks at people sometimes. It sounds so It's funny. really useful. You have to teach me. Okay, is the- oh, yeah. Super easy. Kay is the original young woman who wants to grow up to be a witch. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm, I think I'm going to like, I see Fletcher write in his notebook a lot and he seems really calm and collected. I'm going to try and write some stuff in my notebook and see if that helps me be more calm and collected. Yeah. Sometimes just sort of 
thinking through things and putting them in order helps. If that makes sense. I'm glad we met you. You seem to have like all of like more like like Fletcher's really knowledgeable but not very personable. And I feel like Cedric is too personable but is like dumb. So I feel like you're a good mix of the two where you like have the knowledge and are also like very good at talking about it and making other people feel better. (laughs) I've I've spent a lot of time learning how to get around here and I mean all of my people are far away I can't get to them so I have to learn to get along with other people so that's kind of my thing well I appreciate it I'm gonna I'm gonna go think about everything I guess yeah that's fair Judd pulls out her journal and starts scribbling oh man I love alloyversary <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so it, it isn't it isn't Nadia's alloyversary. Nope. Oh not no, yet. it's not Nadia's alloyversary. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> not yet. That's a calendar. It's, it's a date on the calendar. Say. Yeah. <laughs> to go back and see what day it was when you met her. But yeah. <laughs> Whatever. It's I've a sentiment. I've got other it's icebreaker questions prepared for you, Nadia. <laughs> Just wait. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> all right, so you camp through the hot part of the day and have really deep, heartfelt conversations and also snooze. There might be some writing in notebooks and stuff. And then I assume in sort of like the later afternoon as the heat is burning off, you're getting up and going again? Yeah? Okay. So, like I said, Nadia, you were able to see... You know, when you when you hopped up a little higher in the air, some sort of irregularity in the terrain. And as you all start making your way again in this sort of later afternoon, the closer you get, the more you can make out. And you realize the irregularity is a broad swath of the desert landscape covered in towers and ridges and arches of layered stone. Even at a bit of a distance, you can hear and feel the wind starting to pick up. And you imagine the features of this area, which you presume to be the stone teeth, may have been shaped by the erosion power of these harsh desert winds. So you you spend, you know, more time getting close to them. And eventually, Nadia, you begin to realize that the strength of the wind is starting to make it difficult for you to fly. Like, it is incredibly windy here. Peter. <laughs> yeah. When they when they said high winds and given what we had already seen, I was like, yup, she's yeah. gonna be grounded. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Smart. Yeah, so that is that is what you are seeing and experiencing as you come up toward the stone teeth. You eventually reach the base of the first of these stone structures at the edge of this region. It's a tower perhaps 30 feet tall, irregularly shaped and textured by layers of different colored sandstone. The tower stands alone, almost like a forward scout of the teeth. Beyond it, you can now clearly see the other rock features, many much taller than this tower. Between the rock features, there are small slot canyons and paths of relatively open ground, though there are occasionally boulders or small shrubs in the way. The wind moans through the spaces between the rock with a haunting otherworldly sound. Which other world? Huh? Which other world? <laughs> the plane of air. I don't know. Um... <laughs> I didn't realize the jaws of death also made noise. Yeah, maybe they should call it the throat of death. Yeah, maybe. 
I like the teeth whistle of death, like that <laughs> noise. Maybe we should. Maybe we should just go in there, I guess. Do we see, is there, are there any signs of people here? Like, are there campfire remains or anything like that? If you're looking in this immediate area, you can give me a search check. Ooh, I just don't even need to look up my modifier for that. That was a, I rolled a three, so I assume it's like a five or something. You don't see anything. You don't know if that's because there isn't anything here or because you didn't know quite what to look for or because it's so windy that maybe anything that was here was blown away or covered in sand. Um, it seems like, especially in this area because of the wind, that the you know the, the terrain might change quite a bit. So I'm I'm sort of picturing this like like the Antelope Canyon in the Grand Canyon. Is that what it's kind of like like twists and turns in like in narrow passageways so you can't really see each direction that you might go? Like is that what it's kind of like? I'm not familiar with that, but I guess think of like the I think it's called the Devil's Garden where there are lots of like you know, stone towers or also like the the stone maze in up that the bird lives in. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, also lots of twisty, turny slot canyons. I just, I haven't, I don't know this Antelope Canyon, but I'm assuming you've seen probably. pictures of it. I guarantee it. I mean, okay, probably. Yeah, it's it's one of those like it's super photographed because it's got these like really cool wind carved solid sandstone, beaut, gorgeous. And how perfect curves. And how how tall how tall are they the the how things tall? I mean, some of are them they, are the, like the 60, 70, 80 feet high. Yeah. So you said, so there's this forward scouting spire. Mm -hmm. um, and I know you said several of them further in are taller. Does it look like if I climbed this forward scouting spire, would I be able to see any, like, is it is it is it significantly shorter than all the others? Or like, what, yeah. would it be reasonable that maybe I could see something? There's like, there? a variety of heights and they're not arranged in any particular fashion, you know, that they're they're arranged in whatever fashion the hardness, you know, variation of the rock here, right? So, uh, yeah, there's not it's not like oh, you know, they get taller the farther in you go kind of thing. So, I mean, you can certainly climb it and try to look, but yeah, it's not like yeah, it's not like you're for sure going to be shorter or taller than anything around you. Nadia, I'm assuming you don't want to fly in this wind, right? Yeah, sort of before we, like, or maybe, like, even sort of yeah, backing sort of up once we, we get to where the wind's like, picked up. Or maybe, up, like, mm -hmm. even sort of backing can up I once we get to where the wind's picked up. Sort of flying to see if I can get up over sort of the formations and see anything at all. Yeah, you can try. I will note, though, like, even, even the hawk is, like, has gotten real close to your group and is kind of like hovering like fairly close to yeah know, i'm like i'm actually yeah i would actually be watching her flight pattern to see yeah. if yeah. i can get an idea i'm actually like, yeah i would actually be watching there. her yeah, flight like, pattern to see if i can lot, get an idea like, of, like way closer to the ground than you would there. even normally think a bird like this would choose mm. to fly because it's just yeah yeah but like obviously it's more mm. efficient for her to fly than walk but yeah she definitely was having a hard time yeah but so basically like can i get up and over but, at so all. So basically, can like, can I or get up it... and... Yeah, I'm gonna try that. Over at all. What, what am it... I doing? Yeah, I'm gonna try that. Fly isn't a thing on here. No, fly what, isn't what a thing, doing? but I think... 
flies in a thing. Just to, yeah, to try to sort of fight through the wind. You can do a strength check to see. Strength check? Okay. Yeah, like how that far you're able to force sense. your way through it. It's only 12. I mean, you get up maybe like 10, 15 feet, but it's really rough. Like you are having to fight for every foot mm -hmm. of elevation. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, and could, yeah, and I guess at that point I'm not high enough to see anything, so. Not really. Yeah, basically you see Nadia try to fly up a bit and then like clearly get buffeted around come back down and like this is for the first time you've seen her like she pulls out the the fabric she got from the camp and like fully wraps in it and covers the wings like even when she was wearing like the the netting like the wings could come out but she is now fully like ain't happening gotta protect them <laughs> what were you saying mm -hmm. Cedric, about nadia could just fly over and it'd be so easy yeah, I was wrong. <laughs> what, what What? did you say? Oh, yeah, super wrong. Yeah, I don't know. That was a bad idea. I don't know. Maybe maybe I spoke too soon. Didn't really think about the whole wind aspect of flying. Yeah, when they said high winds. Yeah, there's no wind underground, really. I mean, like, most of the time. You get, you know, occasionally you'll get kind of a pressure differential, but... Nothing like this. It's just harder living above ground. That's a mood. <laughs> nice comfort conditions underground all the time. Nice 58 degrees Fahrenheit. I don't know that what system we use for temperature. I was just going to say what's a Fahrenheit, but whatever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know. The rest of the measurements are in standard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm going to try and climb this spire. to climb. Yeah. Just like, I feel like maybe I'll be able to see something from up there. I'm going to, I'm going to try and climb this, this thing. Okay. Cedric is going to free climb 30 feet in high wind. <laughs> Didn't we Turtle. learn anything from the canyon? Well, you guys, you know, so like, remember that time in the canyon when Fletcher fell on me? Fletcher, if you'll stand right here, I'm going to go <laughs> just, just try and catch me. It's okay. I'll leave my mail down here and also my backpack with two tents in it and all one of the tent. breakable. One tent. One Fletcher tent. has oh, the right. other one. <laughs> okay. And all the breakable potion bottles that I have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just. And, like, and one of us will stand down here with one of those potion bottles just waiting. <laughs> Yeah, just pour it all over me if I hit the ground. That's not... Um, okay. <laughs> like Gatorade at a sporting event. Yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> just pour the granola into my eyes. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm taking off all my heavy stuff and, and climbing. Okay, give me a climb check without your armor check penalty. Okay. Uh, let me see. Just... All right, so that's just basically, I don't have any ranks in it, so it's just my strength modifier, so just a plus one. The 10. Oops, that went onto my mouse pad. Wow, that was not the time to roll high on that. <laughs> that 
was not a great face you just made, Cheryl. Well, I was rolling a, a D100 to, well, I, I was rolling the D10 to figure out, like, what percentage of the way you made it up before you fell, and it landed on the double zeros, which is 100% oh, sorry. Like, at the top, like, <laughs> yes, like, like arms, arms, blown arms on the top, like... Yeah. No, no, no. Honestly, like as a as a person who's climbed outdoors, like I've never free climbed something this tall, but like the top is the scariest part because then yeah, you're trying to like get your legs up and over and like it's not great. So yeah, Cedric, you make it all the way up to the top of this thing and you sort of get your elbows over and then you're like, what do I do now? And as you're trying to figure that out and you know adjust how your body is arranged, you Shouldn't come wear these heavy boots. <laughs> Tumbling down, oh, it went all the way over there. Uh, you take eight points of falling damage as, like, your friends watch you tumble down the side of this, you know, Oh my god, Cedric, are you okay? tower and poof, into the sand. <laughs> you can't die on our alloyversary! I, well, when, he, when he's up there and starts to slip and fall... Do I have time to react and cast Featherfall? Sure, yeah. Then you don't take that eight damage. Look at that. Quick draw wizard. Friend, chip, friend, chip, friend. <laughs> it's because it's our alliversary. Yeah. Everybody gets one. <laughs> you and Kay have used them. <laughs> All right, yeah. So, like, as I fall, like, yeah, I imagine I fall, like, halfway, and then I kind of, like, slowly flail around as yep. I fall, like, and still, like, land on my back, I imagine. Oh, like, yeah. Still, like, and there's still sand that goes, but, like, it's not quite as violent as I had just described pre the fly or the... Um, that could have been real bad. Yeah, maybe let's not climb things in the giant windstorm anymore. Okay, yep. I love that... how you looked at Nadia and was like, wow, she's really struggling. You know what? I bet I could do that better. Yeah, but I, like really strong and really good at climbing so i just figured i would be able to do it i think she's stronger than you okay we don't need to discuss who's stronger than who but <laughs> but maybe we need to think about like what the plan is for what we want to do next we, we need to go to... in and get through yeah. this place but like we're we're just gonna like wander around in there until we find people is that our plan or starve to death <laughs> well we could tie all of our ropes together and we could get in 200 feet. Wouldn't it make more sense to just mark pillars that we've already passed? Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, you have a hammer. Throw we could do something with like knocking, just, you know, we're leaving a trail of rocks or something. Uh, uh, we can definitely mark the ways that we're going. Yeah, I have heard of people doing that in when, when they're exploring new caves and things like that. I've never done it before, but... Yeah, people do that all the time when they go to, like, the forests and stuff. There's, like, certain mm -hmm. trails to, like, next to the beach to do the stuff, and they're like, oh, yeah, we, like, hacked some just... grass down, or we, like, marked a tree. Oh. Yeah, okay. You didn't hammer a piece out of a tree. That makes a lot more sense. <laughs> yeah, like, usually people just bring a, a knife or, like, a machete or something and just do, like, a, uh... a couple cuts. Yeah, that seems... Okay, you just use a rock, maybe. Okay. This is your specialty, Cedric. You do stuff with this stuff. Well, I've never I've never been in a canyon carved by the wind before. That seems really like weird to me. Like, sure, lava tubes, sure, water carved, 
you know, eroded limestone canyons, obviously. Can can I just walk over to one of the pillars and pull out one of my river rocks and see if I can scrape something identifiable on the side? And does it stay? Yeah, I mean, it's it's sandstone. So, like, there are definitely parts of it. Like, you know, there are nodules and, and occlusions and... Oh, yeah. look at that fancy word. You know, parts mm-hmm. that are harder, but there is also... It's sandstone. So, yes, there are lots of soft soft-ish spots where you can scrape away grains. Yeah. Nadia was oh, here. My least favorite thing. <laughs> Is there are the years just... numbered here? Like I, I was gonna say 2021, but Yes, it is of at least the oh goodness, I have to open the thingy again. Hold on. Is it like post the loss? Is that how we our calendar works? No. It's more sort of like epochs as it were but let me find the calendar again um okay so the loss happened or like it was noticed sometime in the year 885 and it is 972 and new Seychester was established in 952 That's good yeah i'm gonna do like a just like a circle or something that wouldn't just look that doesn't look like anything else around. Okay. You do that. All right. Let's go in. Maybe you should also draw an arrow. So, like, what way we're going. Because, like, we might end up looping back around here, and then if we come out here from, like, the opposite direction and be like, oh, we got really lost. Yeah. And then I've done, like, a big circle, and, like, "This this is to mark this is where we started. Okay. And then you are starting to walk in? hmm Awesome. Okay. So, to navigate your way through the stone teeth, we are going to do a modified skills challenge. So, for anyone who has not done a skills challenge in any version of a TTRPG before, basically, it's kind of the same idea as combat, where everybody gets to take a turn to do something, just so that not everybody is screaming at the DM at once what they want to do to help with the situation. (laughs) But instead of like attacks and things, basically you will each be trying to use spells or skills or abilities in order to help the team. And when you roll high enough on one of those things, it counts as a success. And if you don't meet the DC, it counts as a failure. This skills challenge will have multiple steps to it. So basically like as you are navigating through sections of the stone teeth maze. So there will be right now, starting from the beginning, five steps in order to get from one side of the stone teeth to the other. Each step requires five successes before two failures. So if you get two failures before you get five successes, that is a failure on that step. And I will use my D10s to roll on a table to see what happens to you. But if you get five successes before you get two failures, then you have passed that step and you move on to the next step. And that means that you've made progress through the maze, if that makes sense. The way... Huh? Amazing. Amazing. (sighs) Okay, so... Basically, you'll roll initiative and then people will use skills or abilities or spells or whatever in the order of initiative. Each person can choose what skill or ability they use and describe how they're using it to help the party. But you cannot use the same skill or ability that you used on your previous turn. And you cannot use any skill or ability that was used by the two people preceding you. 
just so that we're not all doing the same thing over and over again and it's boring. Um, so like if, you know, Cedric uses survival and Fletcher uses perception, Kay cannot use survival or perception when it gets to her turn, if that makes sense. Yeah. Questions about how the skills challenge works? <laughs> Peter, that is a face. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. Smack the hell out of my desk. Oh. <laughs> yeah, questions about how this works? Nope. Sounds good to me. Okay, awesome. So in that case, roll some initiative. Right. Who's I was quite looking to check my modifier and was like, no, it's definitely yeah. always been zero. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who thinks they have the highest score? Yeah. 18. 18. Anybody beat that? Nope. Okay. Cedric first. After that, anybody between 18 and 15? No? 15 to 10? 14. 14 for Fletcher. Wow. 10 to 5? <laughs> Nine. Oh my goodness. Seven. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the order will be Cedric, Fletcher, Kay, Nadia. So Cedric, you are up first as you all start walking in. These rounds are not six seconds worth because obviously it's going to take a lot longer than that to get through the stone teeth. So this is like for the next whatever amount of time, this is what you are doing to help the party. So especially coming up with that, Cedric, you should know this stone stuff. I want to do a search check with the stone, like looking at if I can figure out basically like which way the wind is coming from to see if that's kind of like if there is a, I assume the wind is coming like kind of towards us through the slot canyon. I mean, it's kind of all over like, you know, it, it, it <laughs> there doesn't seem to necessarily be like a specific direction if that's what okay. you're asking. Yeah. I guess I want to like, I want to look at this, the way that the stone is worn to figure out if that kind of like gives a any kind of indication of like where like a primary path might be. Like if the wind is predominantly coming from this direction, maybe there's a wider canyon over that way because it's more worn there or something like that. Okay, yeah, because this, so search is what your stone cunning uses, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, okay, go for it. Oh, fuck. Oh? Yeah, with my plus three, that's a six. Mm, okay, so that would be a failure. You're looking at this stone, but because it's sandstone, which is not really a rock you're familiar with, and also because it's not worked, it's just eroded, you're not really able to tell a whole lot about... Yeah. Yeah. The it's just a bunch of sand that's, like, stuck together. Pretty much, it's yeah. A real stone. <laughs> All right, Fletcher. What would you um, like to do? Have we have we gotten a like an overview of the scene of like when we stepped into this like what 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 are we standing at like what what's so there are these pillars there are arches there are you know larger areas of stone with like slot canyons through them yeah lots of lots of different kinds of rock shapes so is this does it look like there's just like an open path to walk through a bunch of different rock formations or is it like a like there's like a one set path that's like twisty there are it's like a kind of like a plinko board 
I guess, like, you know, it's a maze in that, like, there are lots of different paths and sometimes it looks very open and there's just, like, a big area and you're walking between towers, but then there'll be, you know, three different slot canyons kind of thing. So it's like, yeah, it's it's okay. not that there is, like, a single path maze. It's not like a hedge maze. Yeah. Um, or a maze maze. <laughs> so where we're standing right now, how many different ways, like, exits from where we are does it look like there are? Great question. Let's find out. Trail rolls a hundred. There are a hundred. (laughs) (laughs) There are five different directions you could choose from. Oh my god. (laughs) Um. Hmm. Oh gosh, I have no idea. Um, I don't have skills. (laughs) What? You're the rogue. (laughs) <laughs> you have all of the skills yeah that bluff check is really gonna come in super handy you get right more <laughs> skill points than anybody else in the party does to spend this on cipher script gonna be so useful you know what? i'm gonna talk to the rock with my diplomacy <laughs> <laughs> um oh gosh yeah i think i get two skill ranks per level that's it because you have no intelligence bonus. yeah yeah and all of it is going into the ones that are int based yeah <laughs> um oh gosh well we have like no we don't really have any sense of like what direction do we need to go in to get through this right like we, it's we it's not just like continue to try to move west we really have no idea right well, so you don't know where the person that the scouts saw, like you don't know where they navigated to, but yeah. you can, I you could assume that they did not stay in the stone teeth because it sucks in here, right? So you know that like they're outside of it somewhere and the, the scouts were able to tell you that like based on the... F- point where they saw this figure entering they assumed that they were going sort of like straight through because it is a little narrower east to west than it is north south okay so this is like a set this is like a set thing that you can move you that you would need to move through to get to the area of the world like beyond the this geographic feature yes there is more desert on the other side okay um I have no idea what to do. I'm like, <laughs> just do something. I'm like, I like, I just, it's like, I'll, I'll walk down the left handmost path and see like where, yeah, where, so where does that go up to? You can, so to reiterate, you can do like an ability check, so like a strength check or whatever. You can use any of your skills or you can use any of your spells. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but, I mean, there's, like, nothing here for me to do anything on. Like, <laughs> can I, like, delay my turn and let Kay go? Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, you want to just, like, switch your turn in the in the initiative order to be somewhere else? Yeah. Okay, Um. would you rather go between Kay and Nadia or after Nadia? Let's say after Nadia. Okay. <laughs> no worries. All right, so Kay, you cannot do a search check because Cedric just did one. Could I do like a gather information check or an escape artist check? Gather information is more like talking to people in a tavern or a crowd to find out 
gossip or rumors or stuff. Escape artist is more like if you like think Houdini, right? So like if you were like tied up or or manacled or something or like, like that. Or like stuck in a labyrinth where you can't get out of. I feel like that you would have to escape and be artist e to get out of it. <laughs> If you if you want to try something that sounds like a real stretch, you can, but it the DC will be much higher. Well, can I do a perception? Mm-hmm. Okay. What are you trying uh, to perceive? I don't know. You would think like other people may have been here before, so like I don't know if there's like footprints or marks on the rocks or. Um, if you're looking for that kind of stuff, it would probably be survival. But, uh, yeah, I mean, like, if you want to just sort of, like, survey the area, you can do perception. I will just survey the area. Where is perception on our... It's at the bottom because the... we added it because okay. doing listen in spots oh, separately is stupid. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, we're, we're going to try and perceive stuff. Woohoo! Well, I rolled a one, so we did not perceive anything. <laughs> Okay. Uh, it got an eight technically because I'm seven perception. We are on our roll. Uh, we failed twice now. What happens? Yep. Uh, so now I roll on my table. And it is an eight. Okay. <clears throat> so. Okay. As you are perceiving, you see what you think is like, oh, seems like a like a clear path. And you sort of start going in that direction and then like bump into a wall and basically realize that you have made pretty much no progress so far and that that was a, a mirage that had led you astray. And so... You do not move forward in your progress at all. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. So are we still technically in step one, or does that go ahead and move us on to step two? You are still... The entrance is right there. It's technically in step one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just like, wait a minute, we failed already. It is, it is right there. Uh, uh, I will do that survival check that you just described okay. earlier. Sure. You're looking for footprints, markings, whatever. 19! 19. 19! Yeah, you don't see people footprints, but you do start to notice, like, as one might expect, there are animals that live in here. Because even though it's really windy up above, it's not quite as windy in amongst the rocks. Like, they're still being eroded, but it's... There are lots of cracks and crevices where you think creatures could live. And so you see little animal paths and you start to follow those and feel like you're making some progress. Yeah. All right, Fletcher, how are you feeling? <laughs> you can I'm still like, I think I'm having trouble like wrapping my mind around doing this. Mm. Like having, like knowing so little or, or just like, or, like it's rocks and sand. And I'm like, <laughs> what do I do? Like, no, that's like, totally it. fair. Lick the uh, rock. The only thing you have knowledge, nature. Yeah, I'm, I've been thinking of a lot of things, but I'm like, oh, I could do that. But then it's like, what are you trying to figure out? And I'm like, I don't know. It's just like, how does that help us advance forward? Like, I like so I'm trying to like. I mean, knowledge, through a lot of knowledge nature is definitely a thing you could think about because you know, 
navigating by the sun or thinking about again like some people have been trying to figure out like animal tracks or where the wind is coming from like knowledge nature is definitely something you could try if that's what you'd like to do yeah yeah i think i mean that's the one i thought of especially because of what nadia found out and seeing those things like Mm-hmm. is there anything more we can intuit about like what are these animals and like clearly like if they're making their way through here animals usually know how to get to like the the between the two exits mm-hmm. like to pass between things like if there's anything more that, that we could figure out about those animals yeah totally oh my god i got a one <laughs> so that's a seven Okay, so that's another <laughs> failure. Wow. Um, this is the this is the canyon. The canyon all over, all again. over again. Yeah. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, let's uh let's just fight a bunch of giant insects again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least then only one of us almost died. <laughs> Five successes before two failures. <laughs> it's doable. Um. <laughs> But can we do it? I, I, <laughs> That's the question. Yeah. Not yeah, doable by a different party. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that would bring you back up to the top of the initiative, but it is almost time for us to be done for the night. So should we just pause it there and we can pick back up with I, the skills challenge next time? I have to go. She so... has to go. Okay. So Cedric, what did you use the first time you used search? Search. And Kay used No, oh, no, sorry. Perception. Nadia Nadia used survival. Cedric was search, K perception, Nadia survival, Fletcher knowledge nature. And, and yeah. we suck is the conclusion. And only one of those did not fail. You have a, yep. you have a success. <laughs> um, okay, so so Cedric will be starting next time and you will not be able to use search, survival, or knowledge nature. But this is a great place to end because you guys have sort of gotten a feel for what the skills challenge is like so you can think more about what your characters might try next time. I've already got an idea, and I will be rolling with advantage thanks to Qui-Gon Bowers. Yeah. Oh, okay. (laughs) Awesome. All right. Yeah, so thank you all so much for hanging out with us. I'm not sure if we actually have finalized our schedule for the next few months yet, but you can check in the panels below Twitch when we do figure that out. You can follow us on Twitter to figure that out. You can follow all of these lovely people on their personal Twitters as well. We're cool, I promise. Uh, Yeah. Definitely. Um, <laughs> Sometimes I even post. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and also, you know, other socials like Cindy and Peter and are both very, well, I guess, uh, yeah, all of these people are very active on Instagram as well. So, you know, go follow them, do the thing. Yeah, if you want to catch up on what's been happening in the story or you just entered today and are like, why is Kay having a existential crisis? Our podcast <laughs> is available on all pa- podcast places and also we have the video recordings of these streams on our youtube channel so you can check those out as well if you want to hang out with us and ask us science questions and just you know chat there's a link to our discord down below i think that's everything for right now anybody else no all right well then we hope you all have a wonderful evening and we will see you at some point in may probably when we stream again thank you so much everyone have a good night Bye.